We all need to laugh. We choose truth over facts. And now for a perpetual political protest in progress. Judge my physical mental suit, my physical as well as my mental suit fitness. Coffee time. And welcome to the Amalcan Coffee Social Club, Conservative Hour of Power and Enlightenment Salon. Uh, I'm Jason Floyd, your host, along with uh, somebody who is not wooden and stilted, <laughs> uh, Loretta Eaton. Wooded and, uh, wooden, I never said that. Wooden never, and stilted. That, that was a description I heard recently. <laughs> uh, we hope not to be wooden and, and stilted. stilted. Yes, so... Um, if if we bore you, please send us a note and say, say you bore we're, me. We're Stop boring. being wooden yep. and stilted. stilted. So uh, well, it should be. You know, you should have enthusiasm for what you do. No, I mean, yeah, yes, yeah. No? yeah. Unless right? unless you're trying to sound like we care. Oh, we, NPR. We, we work for NPR. No, that's called psychologist's voice. We are, we are very. Um, that's that's called the psych- very thoughtful and contemplative. That's called contemporary uh, contemporary politician voice. Did you uh, notice? How, how, Once they get higher up, they lose does, all the emotion. How does voice. that make you feel, Loretta? Uh, uh, annoyed. <laughs> <laughs> annoyed. <laughs> no, no, you you guide me. No, because it, you know it's not real. Right. There's very few people that have voices like that, mm-hmm. and we've actually people that have passion in their voice. They've demonized them. It's why they hated Rush Limbaugh. Because yeah. he was not afraid to have passion in his voice. You know, my, my favorite, this guy's been banned from England. <laughs> One of my favorite talk show hosts, um, and, and I can only take him in small doses because his vitriol is so mm. vitriolic. Uh, okay, can can yeah. you have a double vitriol? I guess. Vitri- okay. Vitriolic it's, vitriol. It's, 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 vitriol, it's vitriol cubed, or squared, squared, okay. yes. So that would be Michael Savage. Oh, Michael Savage! If you've never listened to Michael Savage, is he still around? Pre- yeah, he he is. But uh, oh. um, prepare to have your ears bleed. Yeah, you know because uh, he gets <laughs> he gets so passionate and so angry. Uh, you know, I I love how he would string together. The, he would get callers. You know, he had a call in show, and he'd have these callers call in, and 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 he was really good at pushing people's buttons. <laughs> Right. So he would get some angry Democrat to call in and the the Democrat would say some long line of something. Whatever. Nonsense. Nonsense. And and he wouldn't even let them finish the statement. Once they got to a certain point, he would just tell them to shut up and uh, call them names. He would call them red diaper doper. babies (laughs) babies <laughs> red diaper doper babies. babies i mean it just that that sounds like a cat in the hat sort yeah of, it does uh, it does you know yeah. and the red diaper doper babies yeah. you know another guy that did did was pretty cool before he became the messiah was uh glenn beck i really enjoyed mm-hmm. listening to glenn beck during his alcoholic years um you know and and thank goodness he's not an alcoholic i don't wish that on anybody mm-hmm. but he was uh, a lot more entertaining he's become part of the establishment now uh, i don't know a, if he's uh, establishment i think he's mm. on the outside of the inside maybe yeah the outside of the inside but he's he's it's you know when when he so he was really great at delivering history mm. but at some point when he started his blaze uh network um it seemed like 
I don't know. He he definitely had a burden. I don't want to be too critical of him because I, I think I'm guilty of this from time to time. Um, but he had a radical sort of conversion experience. I heard a story that uh, he had a, a a child who had some learning or um, physical disabilities and um, who was not treated well by the school mm. system and by, by um, other folks. Okay. And the Mormons came in and just treated his family with compassion and mm-hmm. very nicely and and uh, he became a Mormon, and oh, he is. Yeah. Oh, I didn't realize. Yeah, that. yeah, no. and and I don't know if that was part of his re- recovery, mm. you know, evolution or process. Um, but before, when he was when he was an uh, unconverted alcoholic, um, he he was he was making really entertaining radio, and and then it became very sort of. Um, he got on to Fox News for a while, had his own show. And I really liked him because he, he kind of became this almost like professor of history mm. where he would connect all the lines. And I know he had a writing team behind him and people helping him. And um, But a very smart man. But <laughs> I remember one, I was building our little cabin and I would I, I had this little this little radio that I could tune <laughs> into like three stations with. And uh, so it was Michael Savage and Glenn Beck. Uh-huh. And I think it was AM650 and out mm. of Anchorage that I was listening to. And uh, and it was Christmas, or it was approaching Christmas. I was heating this little tiny cabin with a ceramic heater and a generator. I'm listening to this as I'm wiring things, you know, and I'm freezing my tail off. <laughs> he he starts talking about political correctness mm. and how we can no longer wish each other a Merry Christmas. And um, and he proposed, and for a while he was selling T-shirts. <laughs> that uh, they were politically correct holiday shirts. Oh gosh! That um, that said, uh, "Happy Ramahana Kwanzmas." <laughs> okay, I love it. <laughs> Ra- Ram- Ramahana Kwanzmas. Yeah. yeah. So Ramadan, Hanukkah, yeah. Kwanzaa, Kwan- Kwanzaa, and Christmas, Christmas all rolled into yeah. one great egg roll of you know mm-hmm. of bland you know pluralism. Mm-hmm. But uh, no, we. We were talking before the show about, um, to give you, the listener, a little context, we were just talking about some other other shows out there that we tune into periodically and sort of the the personalities that uh, are on those shows. I have to, I have to uh, acknowledge how fun it is to listen to Bob Bird. <laughs> Bob Bird is... Very knowledgeable. Very knowledgeable. Uh, can be bombastic at very, times. Very much so, yes. Uh, Glad you said that one. He is a historian. <laughs> yep. He has got a dramatic flair like very few people. Yeah. And yes. uh, I'll tell you, when I was a student out at Nikiski High School, uh, he he did this annual thing where he would put his, his uh, fur hat on and basically a trapper's outfit. Oh, and he gosh. would come in and he would recite mm-hmm. from memory with all the dramatic flair of a crusty sourdough, Robert Service poems. Oh, gosh. Like the cremation of Sam McGee. Mm-hmm. You know, um, you know what, what tales are told in the... And that's as far as I go. <laughs> what tales are told in the, you know, in, the, in the dark and cold of the whatever, yeah. you know, talking about uh, this... These uh, these gold miners that are well, I love Robert yeah. Service. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I've I've read. I've read I don't some remember of them, some of his stuff that makes yeah. me think he was on on like uh, like he was using opium or something well. at, at some points. You know, he's, there's one where he talks about the day that the electricity came out of the walls. There's a guy <laughs> who who had uh, 
who had oh. killed his partner, oh, his mining partner, mm-hmm. and was explaining to the Mounties why his partner's dead. Yeah. And uh, basically says, I had to kill him. Yeah. I mean, when I looked over and the electricity was coming out of the walls <laughs> and, and he was and he had this demonic look on his face. And yeah. I knew yeah. I knew he was out for me. You just don't think it was cabin fever. They've been psycho- alone, to, yeah, uh, yeah. alone together too paranoia long. And yeah. nobody had bathed for a while. Yeah, and, yeah. You know. oh, it's small cabin, <laughs> 16 by 16 cabin, right. eating the same food in, day in, in and the day Yukon. Out. In the know. Yukon. Yeah, not ta- I, uh, with, uh, with, with no Facebook to, to yeah. resort to or, you know, Netflix. Yeah. So that so. makes sense to me. <laughs> Uh, he was also in a, um, I remember him um, very vividly um, playing a role in the musical South Pacific. Oh, gosh. Uh, and that was, a be- if I'm not mistaken, that was produced by Phil Morin, another uh, teacher of mine from Nikiski High School. Mm-hmm. Uh, shout out to Phil, the man with the coffee cup. He was, <laughs> he was a dancer and mm-hmm. uh, pr- professionally trained. And a choreographer, and um, and he produced all the plays during the time that he was in in uh, Nikiski. They were fantastic, yeah. fantastic. But I'll I'll never forget him. Uh, he actually comes to the shop uh, probably once every two weeks now. Mm. He's got a business that he's working on mm. with, with somebody. But he comes in and uh, you know at, at school he had this this dancer's pose. He was always <laughs> sucking his core in, you know, and telling everybody, you know, tighten up. You know, the strength is in your core. And, yep. and he always had this, he always looked like he was he was about ready to dash off into some grand adventure. He had great posture. He had great posture. posture. And he always held his cup like so. Yeah, okay. He, he yep. held it about Appropriately. Six, about six yes. inches from his Appropriately, chest. Appropriately, yes. At a 90 degree angle. Yes. And, and, and he had this, this confidence. Yeah. And he would walk down the sea of, of you know, the, the <laughs> sea of, of uh, teenage... Uh, uh, insanity in the halls during the breaks, and and he would part that sea. Yeah. He would walk down. People just go to the left and the right and make way <laughs> for him as he carried that cup of coffee. I'll never forget that. You know, it's strange the things that we remember. Exactly. And uh, uh, I remember that with fondness. Oh, good. So um, anyway, so what's what's new with you this week? Nothing. You see, I have no stack of stuff. Yeah, that's uh, that's a little that concerning. Was, well, because I, I I took a little bit you, of a you break. You just gave and, up. No, and then then I turned on the news yesterday, and Don Young died. You know, so suddenly, yeah, heart attack, it, it, heart attack. So I wonder what wonder. could have caused that. I don't know. You know, Don yeah. Young, I'm pretty sure gave me COVID. So my oh. first round of COVID. Really? Uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, the, I didn't know that. My my confirmed round of COVID, confirmed. the one where I used the. The also accurate PCR test. The one that's been banned. Oh yeah, the the one. But they're that they're now <laughs> saying, "Gee, the, the headline it was at the New York Times or the the Atlantic that said, did uh, over exuberant paraphrasing over exuberant over exuberant COVID testing cause us to think that the pandemic was worse than it actually was." Hmm. That was sort of that was sort of inquiring in minds Inquir- want inquiring to know. minds, and yet still people <laughs> don't know about the fact that the COVID... I, I would ask Dr. Fauci that question, but he's strangely no, he's, absent. He's coming back because he sees the <laughs> um, Hong Kong, uh, Singapore, Hong Kong. It's got to it South Singapore. Korea? South Korea, their cases are spiking. Actually, in Hong Kong, they don't have enough places to put the dead because they were, early on, they were uh, uh, zero COVID, right? So they locked down, they, they, and they did, they... They um, did 
not get zero COVID, but they got very, very little transmission early on. So now they're getting what well. The then, rest they of the world had. then they vaccinated. Then they vaccinated, and then they opened up. They guaranteed. They guaranteed that, people would get that sick. it would. So now they're having that wave that America got in smaller waves. You mm-hmm. know, in which series of people died, which is what happens in the flu. We right. get waves of people that. Well, I'd heard something away. like a hundred, over a hundred thousand people have left Hong Kong because of the uh, the. Oh, I didn't the see draconian that. Oh, really? Sh- oh, yeah, yeah. Every yeah. and and it was strange. Remember when we talked about the beagles, about Doctor oh, yeah, Fauci's yeah. beagles? How were how, they in Hong Kong? How we? <laughs> 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 uh, there are some beagles <laughs> in Hong Kong, but not Doctor Fauci's. No, yeah. I not Doctor Fauci's. These ones don't have have. Uh, cubes attached to their face with Where sand sand, sand flies, flies oh, or whatever don't, we don't don't do that don't do that that's not <laughs> no the story was actually um that they're they're having another kind of crisis all of these animals all these pets are being abandoned in hong kong that's what the story was about so are so, really so we've got no place for people because they're dying in, in droves and the and story the, is these poor animals people left their Pets behind? Is that what yeah, you're the, trying yeah, to say? Yeah, this, this hundred thousand, hundred thousand people just have left. have just left, yeah. and because yeah. uh, because the the of the the COVID policies, yeah. um, airlines have reduced their flights to the point ah. that when people want to fly, if they want to bring their pet. It can cost them up to a ten, uh, up to ten thousand oh, dollars to transport their their did pet. Did not know any of this. Tell this me that's not price gouging. Well, no, not if you've got no room for them and you have to, no, price gouging is when you sit down in a room and say, hey, we're going to just charge too much because, you know, we want to. It no. sounds, sounds like that's what the airlines are doing. We, we'll no. charge because you're going to have luggage anyway. No, dogs are in a special place. I know I've flown dogs three times. Yeah. And um, you don't want to, just a hint, you don't want to. There's actually really wonderful cargo companies that now fly only animals. And you pay a little bit more, but they're actually better than sticking your poor dog in the hold. Because we watched one of our dogs sit on the tarmac for half an hour in terrible weather. Mm-hmm. And we knew them because we saw their kennel, but no. No, they're, they have to be in Was the... Was he looking up at the window? I hate you, Mom. No, no. <laughs> but that was the last time we ever flew a dog that way, and I would never fly a dog again. Yeah. You know? But no, I mean, maybe 10,000, but Their the wings is, aren't very big. <laughs> no. <laughs> but, you know, 10,000 depends on how big a dog it was and where it was. You know, and if they're flying first class, you know, first class alone is eight to 10,000. Did you know that? A first-class flight uh, from here not, to Japan is about nine thousand to Japan. No, it's about nine to ten thousand to uh. to fly first class. Okay. So you think about it, putting a dog somewhere. Yeah, that's a lot of money. Why don't they just stay there with their dog? Something about communism. Hong I, I, Kong's I, I, not th- quite communist. Yeah, well, they've they've they, you know their 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 shutdowns mm. are sort of yeah. like the warm up. You can get on a boat. You know, on a you boat. know, you yeah. can get on a boat. Boats take dogs. Yeah. No, they do. Certain cruise lines will take your dog. Yeah, but uh, the cruises aren't sh- aren't aren't cruising, right? Because of COVID. My God. So, so, uh, so you're telling me uh, what I'm getting so out of this conversation is our betters messed up our economy so much, right? That it's just chaotic out there. Yeah, the and, people and are you, charging whatever. You can't fly and your dogs. You can't fly your dogs. Your cats, and you can't. The cruise lines bear, aren't running your anymore. Teddy bear hamsters. So I wonder you know. who did that. Is that Dr. Fauci? Uh, you know, I think, think so? it, I think it's a combination of of uh, was that lady doctor? What was her name, Doctor? Mm, the other one, the one that wore the scarves. Oh, uh, mm. Doctor Moron. Oh yeah, something like that. 
no. Uh, you you can't shut down oil. We were. I was talking to a gentleman who gets it. You know, it's it's refreshing to talk to people. Oh, who he un- did. Under- he understood. Understand. Okay. Who, you know, somebody came in and I was talking with them yesterday, and and they're like, you know, seriously. I mean, he was saying I have to tell my wife when she's she's upset about the cost of products. Yes. She's like, this is insane. You know, why are they charging me so much? This isn't fair. And and he said, he said basically, you know, here's the deal. Fuel. Yeah. It's all fuel. Yeah. If you raise the price of gas to $7 a gallon, which it is in some places in the country, that all trickles out into the economy. Everything that we have has to be trucked yeah. or shipped. Yeah. It all requires fossil fuels and then it's, uh, hydrocarbons. Then it's exacerbated. It's 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 made worse by the fact that early on they shut down so much. My daughter works in the manufacturing industry, and they buy raw products. Right. They buy um, uh, sugars and they buy grains and they make them into which all require harvesters that run ex- on but fuel. The, the problem became early on too was they shut down so many of these industries back and forth and they didn't want stuff there were crops that were plowed under so now they're competing for these and they're competing with uh, they make certain types of animal feed additives so it they're now buying human quality food whereas before they would buy maybe a lesser product because it was refined well we, we saw this yeah we saw this happen so, with with uh with ethanol yeah. That um, uh, yeah. all the corn producers exactly. were getting more money for the yeah. production of ethanol yeah. than they were for uh, animal feed. Because mm-hmm. animals eat corn, too. Yes, they do. Yeah, A lot of it. Yeah. Uh, it your increased. chickens, your pork, your, your beef, yeah. they, they, they all eat pork. Yeah. Or not pork. <laughs> we all eat pork. <laughs> no, we don't. The whole world is pork, <laughs> pork. eating now. Uh, corn. Corn. And, and uh, when the ethanol producer uh, production increased, you know, as the yeah. environmentalists are like, oh, this is so great. We're not uh, extracting blah, blah, blah from the ground. Well, what that did was it just jacked up the prices of groceries in the, in yeah. the, in the store. That, that had corn. That had corn bases. Anything with corn syrup. Well, Think about no, that. Corn starch. Corn starch. Corn starch. Yeah, yeah. Maybe, you know, maybe we'll see oil. A, maybe we'll see a, a state now come out against the unethical uh, treatment of corn. Oh, you know, because okay. we had the eggs, right? And, the, and then we talked mm-hmm. last week about the ham mm-hmm. or the bacon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, the pork. Now yeah, we can do the an- unethical oh, treatment or, of corn. There's the idiot that suggested, well, we don't have enough. We're not producing enough oil. <laughs> so rather than... That was not me having an idea. That was my phone. <laughs> you <laughs> should like, put that. Ding. I like the ding. When you get your new setup, put yeah. a ding for when an yeah, idea yeah, shows yeah. up. Yeah, I've got yeah. an idea. Yeah. Oh, but man. this idiot that said, so we're not producing enough oil. So rather than allowing people to start fracking and looking at, you know, opening up other areas, we're just going to add more ethanol. That <laughs> legitimately was someone in the the federal government that that sat on the was on the floor of the House or the Senate. Well, I don't here, know who here, it let's, was. Let's let's, let's demo- just make more let's, ethanol. Let's demonstrate how easy it is to do some critical thinking. Just to demonstrate how stupid. See, huh? see stupid. See, stupid. you're you're, you're uh, gonna you're gonna to be dem- on my team. Dem- after demonstrate all. how stupid some people are. Yes. Okay. And then the people who knowingly make these statements who are critical thinkers those are the evil ones see see how i yeah I but there's not a lot of evil. them around uh, no, <laughs> so no. so so let's just talk let's talk about sugar your first example mm-hmm. all right so how does how does a how does an infant sugar you know how is an infant sugar conceived 
What is it? What are you talking about? <laughs> well, well, you know, sugar has to be born. It has to come from someplace. No, it doesn't. You grow it in the ground. <laughs> right, right. But grow I mean, the there's got to be a seed, right? No, it's plants. Well, plants come from seeds. Yeah, but I think they, I, I don't think they grow sugar cane. Well, maybe sugar beets are grown from seeds, but Well, sugar I mean, cane sugar is, had is, to start from a seed. Yeah. Or, or yeah, actually, I guess God it created it, then the seeds happened. Well, it's vegetative <laughs> reproduction versus Right, right. Seeds, so, so let's just talk about that. So, okay. so when we are planting a crop, what do we do? We take a seed put in or, or a, a start, yeah. which generally start. comes from a shoot of an existing exactly, plant or yeah. from a seed. Yeah. And we insert it into soil. But wait, mm-hmm. let's talk about the soils. Mm-hmm. The soils oftentimes are not really great for growing. Mm-mm. So you have to amend those soils. So mm-hmm. how, what does amending soil require? Well, it requires the addition of lime, which brings you, if you're too acidic in your soil, mm-hmm. it'll bring the pH of your mm-hmm. soil down. Mm-hmm. Um, where does lime come from? Oh, ground. Dig it up. You d- okay, so if you... So now we have to go back to digging up lime. Uh, are there a bunch of like Somalis doing that with hand shovels and picks and stuff for the world supply of lime? Probably Depen- not. Well, it depends on which country you you, you want your mining to go to. If, yeah, if yeah. you don't well, want well, anything well, I'm mined talking, in I'm the U.S. I'm talking about Somalia right yeah. now. So no. No, no not not really. No, I don't no. think all lime of, is... All the United States lime is not coming from Sopo- uh, no. Somali, you know, shovelers and pickers. No. So the lime has to come from somewhere. Mm-hmm. The lime has to come from the ground. Mm-hmm. And how do we extract the lime? With machines. With machines. And the machines run off of fossil fuels yeah, or they, hydrocarbons. They run off of sunshine. And sunshine and rainbows sunshine and, and unicorns. Rainbows and unicorn unicorns. powered shovels. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Unicorn powered. Isn't yeah. that the they're, way it they're works? A, they're actually converted unicorns. They've, they're highly yeah. evolved unicorns yeah. with yeah. a shovel-like horn. Yeah. Because well, uh, no, I'm very serious, Jason. That can be the only way that these vehicles run, because then it's these, off unicorn juice. Because they would not shut down gas and oil drilling. All right. If it, right. if they actually ran on if gas and oil, we could just squeeze enough unicorns. We wouldn't, <laughs> you know. That has to be the reason. Come on, it cannot be. You know, that could be the next big idea: it, it, a it, unicorn press. It cannot be because Dr. Fauci said. We listen to science. That's right. And right now, Here, wait, wait, science... Here, wait, wait. Pa- pause a minute. No. We're going to pause and listen for science. Don't hear it. Yeah, I, no, I no, didn't hear no, anything. No, just dead air. Dead air. <laughs> okay. yeah, dead air is not... It, <laughs> science isn't talking to us. Maybe the air got COVID. Yeah. But it, it can be, because how could reasonable people sit down and look at the way... what tr- How trackers are run and say, well, we're just going to shut down. It's, and it's not even worse than the... Where did the tractor come from? Oh, that's right. It came from tractor a manufacturer. Seeds. <laughs> tractor seeds, yes. <laughs> I'm planting a John Deere front loader this morning. Isn't that uh, interesting? Isn't that easier yeah. than assuming that they were made out crafted, of stuff that's crafted, built out of you know, stuff? And, and if we energy? go back to the tractor, then we say, well, what required the tractor to be made? Well, there was an engineer somewhere. And he was sitting in an office, or she was mm-hmm. sitting in an office. And most likely today they're using a computer, which runs off of energy 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 oh it also All requires energy. a lot of rare earth materials yeah. you know, the so, so i mean i mean let's just let's just pull yeah. our our heads out of the collective social orifice here and, and you didn't even get very organized no no i'm not even organized in all this I, I, i'm this. just i'm just i'm just saying <laughs> let's just hit the loaf hanging fruit yeah okay let's go back to the field okay so yeah. so we understand a lot of precursors have to happen but when we go to the field we're going to put lime in the ground and we what know about that fertilizer and fertilizer well what is fertilizer made out natural of? natural gas natural gas they crack Most of it they crack the natural gas yeah, yeah. 
And you know how they do that? With energy. Energy. That's right. That's right. But you have so, to have the gas first. Right, right. You can't just, yeah, it's a like, chicken and the egg thing. A, yeah. You know, so, so uh, gas seeds. Gas seeds. Gaseous It has seeds. to be because it, it makes no sense because for us to for us to go immediately, like next year, to a, a zero 20, carbon 2030, energy. 2030. 2030, we're going to be yeah. net zero. Net zero. <laughs> I don't understand how you're going to do it unless you think that, that it's magic and you just put stuff Unicorn in presses. I said. I guess. Before. Yeah. You know, I, I actually saw they created one that would be very effective. It's actually for holding wood bison. It's <laughs> it's up there at uh, Portage. Uh, I okay. took some 4-Hers up there once yeah. upon a time, and they were getting ready to release all these wood bison. Okay. This thing was the size of a 20-foot shipping container. Oh, gosh. And it had, <laughs> it was like a giant panini press. Yeah, I've seen those. Yeah, <laughs> but then, on its yeah. side, Yeah. right? So, yeah. so they they scared the animal into this this narrow chute and and then put it in there and then and these animals are dangerous yeah. they will seriously thrash the life out of you yeah. you know just yeah. just because they yeah. can yeah. and uh so the only way for them to take take blood sa- samples, it's not like, hey, we're going to go dart the and they, bison. Yeah, and they, they, they just they squish, squish them. It, yeah. <laughs> and they, there's a little portal that they open up, a little hatch, and it exposes some of the, the shoulder, and they go in there, and they, they do what they're going to do. They take their blood samples. They were trying to see how many of the, the females were pregnant because yeah. they're releasing them into the wild to give birth yeah. in the wild. Yeah. <laughs> But that press was it's made amazing. out of it's made out of like four to six inch pipe. Oh, and steel and, and steel, steel welded like, like together, half inch, half with, inch with, plate with hydraulic, steel. hydraulic yeah. things to squish yeah. it. They have those in vet uh, schools. Yeah, to, yeah, to yeah. deal with cattle and horses and whatnot. Also known as a wood bison juicer. Yeah, <laughs> you know, <laughs> just uh, you know. Uh, but we could use those for the unicorns, I guess. And I uh, okay, so so we know that the fertilizer has to come from petrochemicals. You're just so trying to. Avoid, you're just trying to avoid saying that these people are all stupid. Well, I just Come like on, the idea just, of sugar seeds. Yeah. So you're just trying to avoid saying. That. So so then so then we go into into uh, the actual cultivation. So what what's required to cultivate sugar? So uh, usually irrigation. Mm-hmm. Um, you have to weed it, I imagine. Um, no, they spray chemicals. Okay, where do those depends. come from? Things, chemicals, chemicals. Dig, dug those up are out refined, of the ground, refined, refined uh, minerals, unicorn and farts. Out of, you know, that's where the, the chemicals come from. Yeah. You know, geologists have a saying that said, "If it's not farmed, it's dug up." Right. And it's true. You think about it. There's, there's, there's only two ways of getting things on this earth. You either dig it up out of the ground, or you grow it. Right. In some form. And this whole or conversation. You the unicorns. No, this whole conversation <laughs> is about not acknowledging that. But see, even that, if you're squeezing unicorns, you have to feed the unicorns and yeah, grow you them. You still have to get the unicorns. You still have, something. yeah. And and that yeah. requires corn. <laughs> right, because we all know that unicorns, like other mammals, eat corn. Livestock, they eat corn. E- eat corn. Yeah. Yeah. Nope. Yeah, okay. um, you know, that used to be a big problem for corn farmers is scaring all the unicorns out of the fields. <laughs> but now we have a, a an effective uh, harvesting technique. It's ethical. Mm-hmm. It's ethical. And we it's ethically it's harvest eth- the unicorns. Eth- okay. And, um, you know, anyway, uh, I'm pretty sure that's where they get Viagra and Cialis is the unicorn horns. I'm not getting involved. You know, because in now we can talk about farming, you know, yeah, because yeah. now we can talk about pharmaceuticals. Where do they come from? Unicorns, exactly, because it can be that they make money. No, from them. No. I mean, it, it's not like Pfizer and 
Merck and any of them made billions of dollars off of a uh, vaccine that didn't work, that they're now acknowledging doesn't work. And they're, and they're now trying to convince somebody to take the fourth shot. So I've got an idea. Let's talk about starvation. Because now that we've talked about how really uh, we're going to be net zero, but, um, you know, I'm not quite sure how that happens and our food supply stays secure. Because they talk about all the evil cars. Well, what about all the harvesters? What about all the cedars? What about all the planters? What about all of the conveyor belts? All the all of that stuff cannot run off electricity. We don't have enough electricity, no, and they won't just, let us build nuclear reactors anymore. Don't you just anymore. go pick the food in the field? No, it, it actually doesn't involve that other it stuff. It transmorgifies into cellophane plates. That's what I mean. And uh, it it uh, because it, it come on, Jason. And there's and there is Jason, a, there's a net zero there's a net zero drone that picks no, it up and delivers it. No, organic food. If we would just go to organic food, we would eliminate the entire need for petrochemical <laughs> products. Just you, you didn't say that with your NPR voice. Well, you're canceled. I, I can't because I. <laughs> you, if we would just eliminate, if we would just don't people understand? If we just went totally to organic, we eliminate absolutely all those problems yeah. because organic doesn't need any. I mean, of that. why wouldn't we go organic? Are, are people are moronic if they think that we can live, you know, off of inorganic food and not destroy because mother, organic mother Earth. food doesn't require anything. Right. Nothing. Nothing. It requires nothing. 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 You, you just, walk through the forest and you find the little seedling squash and yes. and 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 you you yes. sing to it and massage it and and, and eventually in a month or two because the, why the else squash why why else gives itself to you why else would reasonable people sit down and say the only we if we only we would change our food delivery system to organic we would eliminate everything because obviously they've looked at it they're much smarter because it's than a scam I am. it's a scam and no, here's where here's where here's where evil comes in no it doesn't. Because because they elevate themselves too much smarter, but they know <laughs> they know that behind it is just a shell game of certification protocols that are extremely expensive, and exactly. somebody has to control that. Yep. And with control comes power, yep. and with power you can do anything. Yeah, and I, and the, and, yep, and, yep. and it's a it's that vicious cycle yep. of yeah. of the more power they get, the more control yeah. they have. Yeah. The more control they have, the more power they get, and they just grow and grow and grow and grow this thing, and it's all under the auspices of some sort of elite morality that has nothing to do with reality. No. It has no, nothing to do with reality. Oh, you mean because I grow cucumbers in my backyard? That is analogous to me growing cucumbers for a billion people. Do you? Are you saying that? That you, just because I have, can grow a cucumber in you, my backyard. Do you have a government permit for that cucumber? No. That's where we're arriving. No. That's no. where that's where we're headed. No. Control of the food supply. You know, the frightening thing I heard this week, uh, Joe Biden. Oh. Actually, actually, it may have been. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> mm. Wow. So Joe, Joe Biden um, uh, announced that he is... Um, that that uh, they are going to be looking at taking us off of a cash system mm. and making a national cryptocurrency. Isn't that frightening? No, well, my problem with if, that if is... If they do away with cash, the promissory legal tender of the country, and they go completely electronic, look at what they did just using the, the electronic banking system to the Canadians in this this trucking uh, system, look what they're doing to Russia. I mean, this is one of Russia's big issues: is is they have all this debt that they owe, national bo- uh, international bonding and, and mm-hmm. stuff, 
And and they're like, well, you've kicked us off the SWIFT system, so we mm-hmm. can't pay you in American dollars because mm-hmm. you won't let us use the SWIFT system. So we may have to pay you in rubles. And they said, well, if you pay us in rubles, then that's the same thing as defaulting. Mm-hmm. And and so it's this it's this like, uh, you know, if you, we talk about the, the left's great reset, um, if they control commerce to the place where we don't have uh, easily transferable uh, uh, physical money we can yes, hold and they c- now crypto is a neat idea for decentralizing the banking system as long as crypto is decentralized the second that they make centralized crypto the law and they then they will come in and they will make decentralized crisp crypto illegal mm-hmm. and when they do that they have total control because yeah. now we're in a social credit system yeah. And, oh, Jason was hanging out with Loretta again. Yeah. He loses another point. Yeah. But my question is... Of course, Loretta gains a point, but, you know, that's I, nah. net zero. But my question <laughs> gets even more granular than that. I, I love that word granular. granular. Yeah. I love that it's word. It's kind of it like disappeared. Me. Well, no, granular than that is... I always put things in context. And the in-context thing is they're trying to blow up our power, energy, production system that's the only conclusion i can come to when they want to take us off of natural gas and uh you know well energy is freedom energy well yeah and they want to put us connected to a wire when they want to put us on like wind and solar power which is not very uh it's a very fragile system they and you know and it's not all these it's not very efficient no and all these crypto systems require energy massive amounts of energy and so my i don't even care about if it's secure the i'm saying i'm looking at they want to have everyone run an electric car they want to have uh, all kinds of things oh the other thing i strip saw, mines for everyone yeah but <laughs> w- where are you going to get the energy to transfer that whereas cash you go you can go once a year we've, we've already established unicorns unicorns yeah. yeah and just this morning the a e i a or i a it's the international. I energy. think it's pronounced E I E I O. No, that's that's for that's for farmers, but McDonald's. This well, this could be, you know, but they I were mean, they said and farming, and it. I can't find it. I cannot find this report, but it was a news report, and they said, okay, the one you know the way that because you know taking into context that you know we don't want to buy energy from Russia and we want we we sort of got a little critical situation right now. You know what we think everybody should do. Don't travel and drive less. And oh. that was a, that is absolutely a quote from this international and, report. And be happy about it. No, and they're saying we should eliminate some flights, eliminate flights, and restrict people driving. And right, control transportation. Control transportation. So Ener- again... Energy, energy, and, and so, we have to come back to this. Energy is freedom. Okay, so let's go back to crypto, which I know everybody loves. I, mm-hmm. it, I, I'm not sold on it yet. But okay, if you want to even go to Bitcoin, if you don't have the energy to power up your whatever to transfer your Bitcoin, Bitcoin is, I'd rather have a, a silver dollar, quite frankly, or even, you know, a bunch of nickels which are old nickels which have silver and some of the old pennies have copper and whatnot if you want to get into Hello, that. Hello, I'm here to pay my house mortgage. <laughs> Thousands of... I have 10 million uh, pre-1965 yeah. uh, nickels for you. But you see, they've got us all running around. You know, they've got everybody running around going, oh, I don't want Bitcoin, I don't want a crypto. And I'm going, where are you going to get the energy to do it? They, they, right. It's the squirrel thing. It's <laughs> The squirrel is the Bitcoin and the cryptocurrency when they're taking away. And that was the third report I've seen. There's actually an American in the House or the Senate 
that says they want to look at um, rationing fuel. Oh. No, they did. Well, that they, makes they, sense. That, their solution was, since, so we can weather this, let's ration fuel. And the other half of the conversation was, then we can help reduce our carbon footprint. Right, right. And then, Both of them. And then they will provide every household their very own unicorn to ride. Yep. You so, know, but but you know Elon's gonna up that because it's not gonna be a a unicorn that Tesla provides. He's going to Mars. He's gonna go live uh, he's, on Mars. He's gonna give us a Pegasus because oh. a, everybody knows that a Pegasus is better than a unicorn. Now I actually think living on Mars. But, see, but, is but a even good idea. but even if we the point is even if we have unicorns, yeah, right, it's not gonna be enough for the left. They'll find some new thing that that says, oh well, you're morally inferior to me. You have a unicorn. I are are you talking I have about a, I have a Pegasus? Are you talking about the the NCAA swimmer that won the world the the women's national championship? Is a guy? Is that what you're talking about? That we said we now have women that are men that win women's championships, and they're men, and that's okay. So we struggle. Well, obviously, as a woman, I we struggled for years. To get women, he, she, she they it, deserved it. it. No, I don't think he, so. He, she, they. No, I don't think so. No, you don't think so. No, I don't think so. So you're saying that's 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 similar that they'll they'll convince us that these people really need to be shepherded through society because they're so fragile, and yet when they win a national competition, we go, well, he deserved it. She deserved they, it. They, they, oh, and then the woman they. of the year was the woman that's the health woman that's the trans. Woman of the year. That for me, as a woman, is an insult. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm yeah. very insulted. Well, by these well, two. see, see. So, here's the so thing. The point is, is that the horrible. If if we survive as a nation, if our society survives this for much longer, <laughs> and and uh, twenty years from now, this is not shocking. It's normal. It's everyday. Whatever, right? The left will just come up with something else, and, and they'll look, it, it, you know, I mean, you look at the feminist movement, and the feminists and the lesbian movement, um, not to confuse the two or conflate the two as, as yeah. the same, because they're not. They're not. They're different. But, but they're two different movements that celebrate uh, women in different ways. And um, whether or not you agree with those, that's not the point. The point is, is that... That forever, those, you know, women's suffrage was a movement long ago, and it was hard won. But then the LGBTQ sort of thing, before it was LGBTQ, was just the gay movement. And then it became, or the, you know, then it became this, this homosexual movement. Then they started adding the alphabet soup of letters to distinctual, to, to, to signify distinct um, uh, sect, S-E. C-T-S, C-T-S, not sex, sex. but sect uh, mm-hmm. within, uh, within that movement. And now <laughs> they've added the transgenders piece, and the transgender folks are like, are like a militant group of outliers that make the rest of the, the alphabet soup nervous, but they can't be too loudly opposed to them. But they are because now all the hard-fought battles are being taken back essentially by men. Well, and that that's what essentially I, yeah. by men. Yes, but don't you think that the way I look at the timeline is it started out as feminism, which which and I remember working. You, you, 
I'm old enough that I remember going into places and the things men were allowed to say to you. It was not pleasant. And as a woman, you just put up with it. Or kicked them. Well, no, you couldn't because that was not acceptable. They would fire you. Behavior. That was not acceptable behavior because mm. it was so out of... And, and it wasn't that they were evil. It was just society... That's the way it was. It's just the way it was. They were allowed to talk about the way you looked, the way you dressed. Um, would you do things? Would you not do things? It was, it was very uncomfortable for a long period of time. And I think... So some well, of the, now, now the lesbians are feeling well. That. No, but so and I think what happened was feminism. We it need you needed the women's suffragette movement. It turned into radical feminism, which turned into I think that spawned the lesbians mm-hmm. because I think what happened was they said, well, gee, now we've gotten women. We're this different group. And well, you it, know, the, the gay and the lesbians sort of like, showed up at like the same how, time. It's kind of like how communists come in. Through a liberal, exactly. a liberal exactly. um, uh, uh, political movement yeah. that becomes a socialist political movement that yeah. becomes a communist movement, and yeah. so so it's it's it, it's like feminism was hijacked. It and it has been by yeah. by a yeah. small group of individuals that said, "Well, you can't be a feminist unless no, you support uh, lesbianism." Yeah. And free, you know, all the free expressions and and things. You know, freedom doesn't exist unless it's absolute and there's no limitations on anything that we do. Exactly. And I don't look at, and this is just the way I think. And and people can think whatever they want. I I really, I have opinions and they're mine. I own them. I don't, I think this, the the transgender movement is, is... not in a direct line from the gay and the lesbian movement because there's a lot of gays and lesbians that actually are horrified by what's going on because if you follow it to its natural end, Mm -hmm. the transgender movement will actually eliminate gays and lesbians. Right. Because what it, and it, it, and there are articles on it, go look them up, sweetie, you know, sunshine, (laughs) people listening to me, you just go look them up. You don't believe me. Bless your heart. And what they are is they, the, the, the transgender movement has a lot of momentum in some of these third world countries in which gays and lesbians are not really accepted as much because you can take a man and turn him into a woman and then he can do whatever he wants with another man. But the minute he wants or to a have woman. A, or another a, a woman. No, no, who, no, who, no, no, no. Whoever you they do, want to do things with. No, 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 no. The way it works from what I've read, is if you're gay in some third, you know, Middle Eastern countries, it's not as acceptable as if you take one of the gay men, turn him into a woman, and he can then have his relationship. Then it's okay. Oh. And and this is is true. And (laughs) it's the same with women. It's whereas two women, two lesbians want to have a relationship. If you take one of the women and you turn him into a man, that becomes a more acceptable relationship. Because you and and so is it still a lesbian relationship at that point? No, because it, the, the the woman has become a man and it's a male female relationship. Okay, so so culturally they believe that culturally that 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 that, that nullifies that nullifies it. Okay, because you're not caring. Disturbing. Well, why? This is what we've done, and I don't think people follow the natural progression. When you sit down at the very beginning, sugar seeds. When you sit down at the very beginning, and and um heterosexuals have to take responsibility for this because I think this is where this started. Heterosexuals went along and we said, we want to do whatever we want, whenever we want, however we want, and we, you cannot judge me. <laughs> you, know, you know, so so you're saying this all starts with sin. Yes. And sin, sin. is? I don't know what you want. Evil. Well, 
Sin is it's the opposite of God. It is the opposite of holy. Well, it, so, it is. So but we were all born so with. We were it's all not born. Just, it's not just stupid. Yeah, we were all born with. Lindsay, sin. I, I hope you're uh, chalking it up. <laughs> you know, my daughter told me she's actually getting a, a chalkboard, oh, and no. she's keeping it. She's going to be keeping <laughs> a tally at home. Yeah, but you need to listen to the rest of my company. Okay. I believe I believe we are all born with you're not, sin. You're not seeding the ground. No, I'm. With sugar. We're all born with sin, but I don't necessarily. <laughs> we're all born evil. Right. I think what happens is if you don't realize, or if you you don't become a Christian, or if you're not taught values and morals, that original sin is still there, and then you just act upon it, and. You know, Satan is always around. Hey, I mean, I believe in him. Mm-hmm. He, he's he's there, like poking us on the shoulder and saying, well, "It would be fun if you could just do whatever, whatever you, you want." want. And the heterosexuals, no, I do not. And, and oh, by the way, there's no consequence yes. because because the idea of consequences that's just a lie, cleverly yes. cleverly crafted by God yes. to to disempower you because yes. He actually fears you. Yeah. Because the minute the minute homosexuals and look what we've done and it goes back to it goes back to no fault divorce. Mm-hmm. No-fault divorce. And what is no-fault divorce? No-fault divorce is, long, this is going to be long-winded, but we, we, you want to go into a relationship. You marry a person without saying, are they a good match for me? Do they match? Are they okay? I'm just going to take a chance because we now live in a culture in which there's no faults. So you marry this person. I'm going to sample this flavor for a while. Yep, and it doesn't work out. Baskin and well, Robbins, then, 36. So fast forward to, we've gone to now, the statistics are horrifying in that young people, there's many more young people that don't marry than marry. This is where we are well, and then, 40 and years now, later. And now we have this emerging trend of something called poly. Amory. Amory. Yes, polyamory. Multiple partners in and one And I was just talking to somebody this week about about that being something in our community that yes. it actually exists here yes. in the central and they're, Pl- they're taught about it that, in schools and that it's that it's like a growing thing yeah where you just invite another partner into the relationship yes. and so 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 let's back let's back up back we used to, to criticize mormons for having these polygamy uh, you know where they would actually get married but polyamory amory is is isn't even that it's not like, even that it's just it's like whatever. polygamy without the commitment yeah it's without the commitment yeah. Of marriage, but but have I, let's get back to heterosexuals not willing to accept their role, and and we in all should this. in causing this. Right. And I tell this to people all the time, and they look at me like I'm some kind of an idiot. And I go, No, you cannot say as a young person you want to do whatever. I mean, I can talk about specifics, but not on the radio. Well, I mean, unfortunately, we're not on the radio. Well, we're streaming. Yeah, so, but I still you know, don't want to. You can make a little warning to no. the, the kitties in the no. car. No, I mean, you just <laughs> go look at, have you, have you watched any show on television? It doesn't matter. Watch any contemporary show on television to what they view. I mean, these people are having sex in boardrooms, in bathrooms. I mean, watch any cop show and they're having sex on the... You know, in the, the interview beat, room, in the, and, street. in the street, and whatever you watch, any lawyer's office, because you that's know, reality. Because that's reality. Because that's and that's a very that's, the, that's that's you know this this idea that perception becomes reality. Exactly. That's and, a, and that's what yeah. that's what Hollywood's selling. Exactly. And that's a very simple example of we want what we want when we want it, however we want it, whatever. And then you fast forward to someone that doesn't think your way, and you've got a lesbian, and she says. Why can't I have what I want when I want whenever I want it? And then you've got a gay man that says, "What I? Why can't I have what I want when I want?" And so then you've got another group of people that don't think that way. That's how you get this horrendous movement that we now have. Leah Thomas, 
who has won an NCAA Women's Swimming Championship. What was Leah's first uh, original name? Like Jeff or something? Yeah, wasn't it? Yeah. Bob, and and you do know Bob Thomas. You do know he still has his body parts. Really? Okay. Okay, and then the So you don't so even as have an to aside, you don't even have to so commit to transgender. So as an aside, you do know he's going into a woman's change room and is changing and is allowed to change in front of young women. Why would they have a problem with that? I mean, obviously, he's just just expressing his femininity. So if I would have said 15 years ago this would have <laughs> happened, I would have been put in jail. Yeah. But now, 15 years later, we fast-forwarded to... And I personally think we all have to sit and take responsibility for all of this. Well, you know, our goal has to become more and more like Europe. What is that like? Well, you know, uh, the Europe, Europeans have always kind of looked down their nose at Americans for being such prudes uh, that, that, you know, in America, even as, as drastic as things have gotten with uh, this transgenderism and everything, there still is a, a sense of, of um, I'm looking for the word now. It's not appropriate. It's, it's inappropriate. It's wrong. Right, What's right. What's wrong? Uh, wrong? Uh, not humility, but... Um, uh, uh, Man, I'm, I can't grasp the word today. It's basically, basically, um, you know, we don't we don't condone nude beaches. We don't condone, you know, uh, men and women, you know, showering in public places together. And you know, you go over to places in well, we've Germany. Well, got a sense of modesty. Yeah, that's the because, word I was because looking you for. Want modesty. To, and 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 so Europe looks at us as being as being these prudes for having having modesty. But but the modesty stems from a foundation, a foundational idea that that uh, is set down biblically that a man shall marry a woman and or vice versa, and that they shall leave their family and cleave unto one another, that they should not be lusting after the flesh of other people they should, because that's akin to adultery, even if they in their heart, see somebody. And so it's the removal of temptation. The modesty, the modesty is a, is a social standard that is. And so when we look back to the eighties and the seventies, when pornography was really exploding and it goes back further than that. I mean, you can find evidence of pornography throughout history, but in our culture, in our country, you look at when those standards start to be loosened. Yes. And you look at the degradation of the culture and the society. And, and who is responsible for that? Heterosexual families. Right. Community. It was not, it didn't, we didn't start out 50 years ago with transgenders walking around right. saying, I want to be a man. It was, and, it was gentlemen's it, clubs. It was gentlemen. Well, it was women that said, I want to be able to do whatever I want. I want to. Have you looked at any beach? They might as well be naked. I don't go to beaches. Well, I, I watch television. You know, <laughs> I mean, you can watch any television show and they show you a thing of a beach it doesn't matter if it's a news report and yeah. you can see what you know and they're, they're, they might as well be naked all and the sun worshipers well and, and hey if i've always looked at modesty as a way of protecting people mm-hmm. it's it's a way of protection so the catholics have this thing it's called near occasions of sin mm-hmm. you're supposed to avoid it near and occasions of sin. the nose the that's, near occasions of sin that sounds like a lawyer put that together no it's a, it's a <laughs> catholic thing it's in the catechism but what is it's essentially saying to you as a person you want to avoid those things you don't want to go to places where you might encounter right, temptation right. because it becomes easier to live your yeah. life if you don't want to be an alcoholic don't hang out at bars exactly you know you know or or whatever or participate right. in any of those things and it becomes 
becomes easier and easier and easier because you just don't you you don't see the value of you them. become desensitized if if you are in those environments yes. desensitized to the the moral dilemma that they cause yeah the more that you're around it I was talking to someone the other day and she was talking about living with an alcoholic mother mm-hmm and this is nothing I've ever experienced, never have no, con- I have no understanding of how this works. But she talks about what you do when you have an alcoholic mother who's passed out and you have to pick them up and you have to take care of them. And you have to clean them and you have to make sure they're... Well, that sounds fun. So at what point do you become desensitized to that? Do you, at what point does that become your reality? Your new normal. Your new normal. Right. This happens to everybody. And, and so that's why the Catholics say you avoid the near occasions of sin because you don't want these things to become your near normal. Well, guess what, Chucky? We're now near normal in which Leah Thomas won an NCAA Women's Swimming Championship. She's the national champion, and we're supposed to put up with it. <laughs> and we're supposed to say, yeah, it's fine. You just learn how to tuck better, you know, because you can sort of tell you're still a man, and he's allowed to go into <laughs> tuck, a woman's... Tuck better. You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> I, now I'm imagining things I didn't want to visualize, but Okay. <laughs> well, what do you think? I'm I'm sorry, Jason, yeah, but what yeah, do you? How do you yeah. think it works? Yeah. How do you think you? I pretend? really haven't given it that much thought. I give it a lot of thought because I'm a woman, it and I'm disturbs ins- me. I'm insulted by this when I'm. Hey, someone took me. This is not here. This is in another state. But they took me to meet a transgender person, and it was as a test for me oh, to, to see, see if I passed to see how, as a human how being. You were. How see how polite I was. Yeah. And and everything. Well, and, that and person obviously wanted uh, was altruistic in their motives for your not friendship. Not really. They were showing them off as a. It's like a, a pet. Prize. Here, I'll show you. Look, my I have a transgender p- friend. I have a tarantula here. Let's see how you react. <laughs> yeah, I'm 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 keeping this one, you know, in so, reserve. So, so you so you see, look where we've come in society. We've come in society where people are setting traps to see how so-called in quotes human you are to people that have an. Uh, they actually a have a mental disorder. disorder. Yeah. And then, you, well, and Christ told us what we should do. We should have compassion on them. I, I have but compassion. That doesn't, but that doesn't mean that we, we uh, let them die in their illness. And it doesn't mean I have to accept Leah Thomas and, as the NCAA and, and, you know, there, women's there were, champion. So there was a gentleman that, um, that I watched a while ago. And um, he was a chan- transgendered to female. Okay, yeah, male to female. And after transgendering... He tried to kill himself a number of times. Yes. And I keep calling him he because that's biologically yeah. what he yeah. is. And it's also the place he arrived at. Yeah. Through this journey. Oh, he, he returned back to being male. He became male and again. Th- and, and that's and, quite, and it quite was, common. And, and, and he gave an interview. Yes. And he said, these people who surrounded me through my yes. tr- transition, who were so encouraging and so helpful and so... Um, uh, you know, uplifting. They didn't care for me. No. They cared no. for themselves. Yeah. And it was all about their messaging, their, their social, their, their, uh, their virtue signaling mm-hmm. that drove him to mutilate his body. And mm. he calls it that. He said, yeah. he said, he said, I was hurting. He said, I, I had some Deep, deep problems from yeah. his history growing up yeah. and emotionally and psychologically. And uh, and and he said, you know, he, he described the process 
he went through to get to the point where he started to transition. And it included self-harm, a lot of self-harm, drug abuse, alcohol abuse, cutting, scarification, tattooing, you know, all these things. They were, they were all expressions of, of pain and kind of pain letting. Yeah. And they, you know, he didn't all, like his body. No all matter of this, what. all of this pent up pain yeah. inside yeah. of him and, and, and image pain and, uh, relationship pain and all this stuff. And so he saw all these outward expressions of what was happening inside mm-hmm. causing him mm-hmm. s- himself drastic pain mm-hmm. to the point that he did the full meal deal. He did. He yeah. did everything. Well, he, he thought. He thought by changing his body, he would change who he was. Well, and 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 it doesn't and work I'm that not, way. I'm not sure that he actually thought that. Well, thought he probably he, didn't he, think. He he pointed the finger back to society. Yeah. And said, "I was ill, and you encouraged me yeah. in my illness to yeah. become sicker." Yeah. And here's where i've arrived he's like i can never go back no i i am i am scarred for the rest of my life and i have to deal with that and and but you know and it was a message to all those would-be supporters of of this of this to say to say you know when you do this Mm -hmm. you better really check your motivation because really realistically you don't have to live with the decisions that you're encouraging me to make yeah and and it's similar you know the 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 pro-abortion movement think about it i just it's flashed into my head okay so you have all these women standing you know the pro-abortion they're screaming and they're encouraging you to have an, an abortion they know nothing about your situation right so if you were a woman that they know nothing they know nothing about your situation at all nothing whatsoever they don't know they they don't even know your name i bet and they're standing and they're encouraging you what a what a vile thing to do now that i actually the it becomes I feel, evil. I feel evil coming. No, on. <laughs> see, but I'm I'm not ta- I'm not named a politician as evil yet. Yeah. These I'm talking about the women on the street and si- outside the abortion clinics that are hurling epithets at women that are anti-abortion, screaming at them. They know nothing about the women that need to have these abortions. They won't <laughs> or the, help or, them. Or the group of Soldatna folks who, when we were uh, oh yeah, when we were out one. picketing no picketing the hospital for yeah. medical freedom, my, they started. Walking up and down in front of us, screaming, "My uterus, my choice!" And yeah, I was like, "What, to, what the yeah. heck?" I was like, "Yeah, you can have it. I don't want it. <laughs> yeah. I don't even want to. I don't even want to go there. Don't look at it. Keep your yourself. uterus." <laughs> but you know, we've got the same with these. The, the, uh, and it's interesting about the transgender movement because some of the statistics coming out are fascinating. In which the majority of these uh, these uh, transitions are female to male. Mm-hmm. They tend to be, and it's it's what there's a big surge in what's called rapid onset gender dysphoria, right? And these women tend to be autistic and have other problems, and within a short period of time, I'm talking. There's one I'm following right now, and she uh, transitioned. Um, they it's horrifying how young they can get your kids, but she was she had her breast cut off by the time she was eighteen, and she started to transition back to a female by the time she was twenty. Wow! So it was this very short period of time in which they got her to take the hormones and have her breast ripped off, 
and then all of a sudden she realized she wanted to be a mother. And that's not child abuse. And that's not child abuse. And there's a case right now in which a woman has identified a clinic in Texas, and she identified the doctor and some of the nurses, which she said they surrounded her, and there was not one anti- uh, voice that she heard. It was all, oh, this is going to be great. You'll be do well. Hey, let's just take your breasts off. He'd give you these hormones. It's going to change you for the rest of your life and, and all that. And there was not one anti-person. Her parents were not allowed in with her. There was no other family member. And it's just, the, the, no the, what advocates. do they know? What yeah. do they, what do they know about these people? Yeah. Well, they're they're not people to them. They're they're they're, not, they're no. just they're just an yeah. agenda. Yes, they're just a, a statistic. They're a number. They're yeah. they're they're a chalk on their chalkboard. Yeah, they're uh, we got another one. Yeah, got we another got another one. one. Got another one. And because because there's some association back east that they're going to go, you know, uh, receive accolades from because of their numbers and uh, they exist. They actually give awards at Planned Parenthood national awards. To to the directors, kind of like Amway, that kill the most babies, kind of like Amway. Uh, well, you know, uh, Amway if is a sell free so much, market capital sort of. It's, yeah, but they're, they're making that model. You know, yeah, you yeah. sell enough. You sell yeah, enough. Yeah, incentivizing. Tupper, yeah, it's just like Mary Kay. Yeah, you know, yeah, Mary you, Kay. You, you kill ten thousand babies, we'll give you a Cadillac. <laughs> and hey, know? I'm sorry if it hurts the Amway people, but we got to look at this because we're we're taking these. Business I was an models. Amway baby. Oh. My my parents were heavily in Amway. Were they? Yeah, I I, I yeah. used LOC, oh. their original soap product when oh, I was really? growing up. Oh, gosh. You remember LOC? LOC? No, or, or Nutra? They they had these Nutra bars, Nutragrain <laughs> bars. These oh, gosh. these uh, uh, we well Nutragrain's in the stores here, but they had something similar, yeah. uh, Nutra System yeah. or Nutra. So you're I, saying? I don't know. So they're saying? Do now just let's. I blame plan. I blame the way I am now for, for on Amway. Amway. Well, <laughs> no. Let's get back to Planned Parenthood. So do they just do it for like dead babies, or do they do it for body parts collected? You know, do you know I, if they've broken I, it down I, into categories. I, I don't know. It'd be like the Grammys. So hey, you know? I'm sorry, people, if this offends you, but that's what they do with them. Yeah. They break them down into body parts and they sell them. Yeah. And if you don't know that's a byproduct of the Planned Parenthood industry, you need to do some reading. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Well, so. you know, I mean, you're, you're, uh, I'm hearing the Pakistani, uh, uh, uh truth, uh, oh, censors. The, the, what was uh, that called? It was fact checkers. The fact checkers. Uh, they're was screaming. Bangladeshi. I think the it was Bangladeshi. The Bangladeshis are screaming right now at Loretta. <laughs> um, so that that, that so it it's can't, not true. It can't that be true Planned because Parenthood? the Bangladeshis Blanked are screaming. Yeah, you know. Um, so if you missed our episode last week, <laughs> that was all about uh, Bangladeshi uh, folks being the ones that are actually doing fact checking for. And it was Mark Zuckerberg, for, wasn't it, or was it yeah, Jeff Bezos? No, I it was think Mark it was Zuckerberg's organization yeah. in fact checking. He's yeah. got a. Yeah, because everybody knows the best fact checkers can be found in Bangladesh. In a third world country in a small village with no electricity. But see, they know the facts. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I guess. You know, <laughs> it's 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 actually it's actually the it's actually the homeland ironically of unicorns. Unicorns. Yes. They come makes from sense. the same place. Makes sense to me. The unicorns makes and fact checkers, you know, it's actually kind <laughs> of a you've heard of Shangri-La. Mm-mm, yeah, That's isn't it what in you, Nepal or something? No, it's in Bangladesh. Oh, it moved. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I thought so. it was in the high mountains. Yeah. Isn't that where they climbed to find Shangri-La in the high mountains? Well, well Bangladesh ha- has mountains. But they haven't found it. They haven't found it. Because it's in Bangladesh. 
where the unicorns are. <laughs> so you know we are we are uh, we're fortunate yeah. that the Zuckerbergs of the world have have found these these sources and are funding them. Yeah, yeah, and they're funding them. What so we do. So in the news, uh, I just read this yesterday. Uh, Don Young has passed yeah. our uh, single congressman from Alaska, a longest serving congressman in the history of the United States. Yeah. Yep. And uh, I'm pretty sure I got COVID from him when mm. he came through here stumping last time. Because when, I, like I said, I did mm-hmm. that PCR test. We'll kind of, we'll, we'll gen sake this. We'll circle back. <laughs> circle back. Yeah. <laughs> do, do my eyes look dead and lifeless? You could just call it, let's sake do, this. Do, do, does, yeah, do yeah, they look they do. dark they and, do. and lifeless? Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Well, this is my best sake impression, yeah. you know. Okay. That's it, right there. That was That's it. it. That's oh, all I could sorry. do. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, anyway, um, so so what I what I ne- what I never understood was, so he was like eighty something. Eighty eight. Eighty eight. Eighty eight years old. And man, he was fit when he came in here. He was sharp. I remember Ted Stevens in his last couple of years because mm. I went to D.C. with a group of kids and we got to sit down with him and talk to him about community issues and stuff. And that guy was losing his mind. Oh, was he? Oh, yeah, I didn't know yeah, that. he was not sharp. And mm. uh, but uh, but Don Young, at least in his public appearances, was sharp as attack. And and even when when he uh, had that uh, Democrat that ran against him the last time, he destroyed her in the debate. Stock was it? No, who who did he run? I don't know. So not Mar- no, Margaret Stock. No, no. so else. not no, noteworthy that I can't even remember her name now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, basically a propped up shill for the, for the national committee. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, um, sharp as attack, mm-hmm. uh, pretty healthy looking, yeah. you know, uh, walked well. He didn't have any, he didn't shuffle. He didn't do the Biden shuffle. You know, he could actually ascend and descend stairs without falling on his face, <laughs> you know, pretty good for 88. Mm-hmm. And, um, but he got COVID. He announced he had COVID the same week that I, oh announced i had covid oh interesting uh, f- strangely the news media didn't carry my announcement as much as they carried his but oh, uh, but he had been all over the state stumping right yes. and he came to our shop and i'm I, like i said i'm pretty convinced we shared germs okay you know we were in the same space yeah. we were socially distanced shook hands you know yeah probably fist bumped at that point yeah. i wasn't shaking hands but um but then a short while later, after he recovered from COVID, he made an announcement that he got vaccinated. vaccinated. Yeah. Stupid. Well. Stupid. You, you have T-cell immunity from COVID. Either you had COVID or you didn't. I mean, that's your only two choices. Yeah. Either you had it or you didn't. Mm-hmm. If you didn't have COVID, but yeah. you told everybody you did, did, then what the heck are you doing? Yeah. If you did have COVID... Yeah. And you recovered, then you have T cell immunity, yeah. which anybody worth their salt in in the medical yeah, field then, would you say yeah. you have immunity. But but he got vaccinated. I think it was within ninety days or yeah. something. Of, President of Trump got sick. vaccinated too. So well, he got the monoclonal antibodies. Oh, he, no, I thought he got vaccinated later. I uh, I don't know. I, mean, I, thought I don't he, know. I think I'll, he got vaccinated. I'll, I'll have to ask it, the Bangladeshis. Yeah. Uh, it's, they it's, would know. It's the conditioning. It's the, um, I had somebody the other day say, you know, oh, you know, I knew somebody that got COVID. They woke up after a, a, a month in a coma in the hospital and they said, oh, I really wish I had gotten vaccinated. Ah, ha, 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 ha. You know, thinking, and I went, 
you do know that 90% of the deaths in England are in the vaccinated. Right. And are you looking at New Zealand? The case rate blew up. As a matter of fact, if we had the case rate that New Zealand had and they were going towards zero COVID lockdowns and then they, a huge portion of their uh, society is vaccinated, it would be the equivalent of 3 million cases well, a day I, I, here. I, I'm convinced that this is, this is the yeah. country's answer. To what? To the baby boomers and their drain on society. Oh, oh it wouldn't mean I'm a baby boomer. I know. Do I have a I target on my back? Is that what you're you saying? You do. You do. And For here's, what? And here's why. For what? Here's why. The baby boomers have driven every single economic trend and social trend for their generation. From the time they were born till now, the Gerber baby foods were yeah, launched well, by the boomers. But you do that. That's that's uh, but, the, the but, population but, does but the, pressure but the, does that. But the problem is, is yeah. that... All those people are coming into their pensions, their retirements, their public employee benefits, all that stuff from re- from retirement. They are they are taxing the medical system. Uh, uh, excuse me, some of us aren't. Well, excuse uh, me. This isn't meant to be a slight on you, <laughs> but as a demographic, as a population, exactly, let's yeah. dehumanize it and just boil it down to numbers. Yeah. Right. It, it, right. Uh, if the country wants to want, if, if you are just a cold, shrewd, calculating Fauci who has a bunch of globalist buddies who are transhumanists who believe that humanity is a virus on the planet mm-hmm. and that only those uh, uh, elite intelligista who can evolve to morph with the, uh, the Borg, you know, implants that we're getting uh, deserve to survive. Um, and you have this big problem where the most productive portion of your population is about to become the most burdensome portion of the population. And you've been killing all your babies for generations yes, during this yep, time. Yep. And so you have not been replacing people with people. Mm-hmm. And you have a society that now is approaching the place where it has to support all these elderly mm-hmm. folks. Mm-hmm. Isn't yep. it convenient that we would have a pandemic that targets primarily the elderly and if the pandemic doesn't wipe them out, you can create a vaccine, quote unquote, that will that will or exa- that that it, it, will kill, will will create micro blood clots that yeah. are nearly indetectable yeah. that go into the brain and into the heart and into the liver and into all these different places yeah. and activate existing disease. Well, and it's even worse because it actually this some of the studies that have come out it's not that it creates the micro blood clots but it 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 lowers suppresses your immune system. That's one of that's why so many people get vaccinated and usually within 3 to 4 weeks they get covid. Well, and that's because why it suppresses your immune system. It's one of the it's one of the things that the vaccine well, does. Well, and then the covid itself had something like yeah. 6 six of the same yeah. uh, HIV proteins. Yeah. Right. And that's why they're saying it was designed. Yeah. Well, what is HIV? What is AIDS? Acquired immunodeficiency syndrome, mm-hmm. meaning that it goes after your immune system yeah. and it yeah. destroys it. And yeah. that, that, that's AIDS. And that, that, uh, that human uh, immunovirus, the HIV, yes. turns into full-blown AIDS. Yeah. So you can be diagnosed with HIV, but not be AIDS positive yet because you're not, your system is still functioning. Yes. Yeah. And so you get a virus that has a lot of the same properties and we know that it's, it's designed or highly, um, probably designed to target individuals who are already at risk. 
and suppress their immune system. And then you do a double whammy and you give them a vaccine that creates a spike protein, mm-hmm. goes into the liver. It wasn't supposed to do this, according to all the literature nobody ever but saw. But it, it did. And, and, and goes into the liver and creates the spike protein, which is a toxin mm-hmm. in the body, which is designed to simulate the virus so that it will kick your immune system on. But if your immune system's already down and you're it's like a double whammy you're being attacked on two fronts and one is one is the the one you catch organically walking around you know social distancing and the other one is is the one that you inject into your arm and it's a one-two punch and it and who who are the big losers in this they are the elderly yep and they that is the baby boom generation problem solved well you don't problem solved you know how many people have died that are elderly that I know who have died in the last two years from things that were not COVID in my whole lifetime. In a lot of in things. my whole lifetime, yes. I haven't had so many elderly people mm. around me in my sphere of influence die from things that were not COVID. So you tell me, you tell me what caused that. Is it just that all of a sudden cancer and heart attacks and pneumonia are that much virulent and, and more more uh, more effective in offing people? No. No, I don't buy that. Mm-mm. I don't buy that. Mm. And so, so uh, there is an evil behind this. And 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 yes, there's a lot of stupid. But you know, there was a famous person that called stupid people what? Useful idiots. Idiot. Yeah. So so mean. evil requires stupid. It wasn't it wasn't Hitler. It was uh, it's a nexus. Yeah. 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 You know, and um, and so yeah. So, you don't think we've gotten here? I I tend to think we've gotten here a bit more naturally because we bought into so many things. You, you, you know, I get people my age together and we sit and we talk and we talk about things that, you know, one of the things that you're encouraged to do and, and you'll get there. You, you go to the doctor and it's not that they're interested in keeping you healthy. They're interested in keeping you alive. There's a difference, right? Because if they were interested in keeping us healthy, they'd say, get off the couch and go for a walk. And here, here's a prescription that says you have to go for a walk. But what they'll do now is they'll give you a pill. They'll give you a medication. They'll make you take a test. And I talk to so many people that are in their, like, you know, mid to late 60s. And this is, this is, this is how they treat you. None of, there, there's no, I know so many people that won't go for a walk when that's what they should be saying. That's what they should be told to do. So I sit down and I say, well, okay, they've, they've not done wellness education or encouraged us to be well, and then they come along with this illness, it makes sense to me that people are dying because we're not well, we're not healthy. And, and th- th- there's no encouragement out there, even all through COVID. There was no, the, the billions of dollars that they spent, did you see them spending any money on getting people to be healthy? No, 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 there was no intent. There was no, there no, was no intent no. to save the elderly. There was the, no intent to save anybody. It, it was, I, I believe it was crafted. I believe you know. because if we look at the evidence, if it if it was not if it was just stupidity, then no, then we would have been we would have gone with our usual protocols and stupid people would just do stupid things. But but this was in such lockstep and coerced and and enforced and you know where where doctors and pharmacists who bucked the system were were drummed out, were uh, silenced, were marginalized, were uh, fired, were, lost their contracts. You can just go on and on and talk about, you know, so, so 
for me, there's way too much evidence that it wasn't just. So you're saying that these doctors here, the the doctor I went to that encouraged me to get the vaccine, she's evil. I don't. I don't agree. I think she's dumb. Let me. I think she wasn't. Let me read this to you. I've been looking for this. So this is, this is from, um, this is from the, Kilegi Inc. Uh, He's a general contractor, but talking his comments about Saul Alinsky. And eight okay. levels of control. Okay. Yeah. Useful idiots by mm-hmm. Saul Alinsky. Okay. And. Um, but you know, all, I think we, I think we all know that. I all, mean, I think that I think this is something that's that's really understood and and known that. How did how to create a social state by Saul Alinsky? Yeah. There are eight levels of control that yeah. must be obtained before you're able to create a social state. Yeah. The first is the most important. Yeah. Number one. Yeah. Healthcare. Yeah. Control health care and you control the people. Yeah. Number yeah. two, mm-hmm. poverty. Yep. Increase the poverty level as high as possible. Poor people are easier to control and will not fight back yeah. if you are providing everything yeah. for them to live. Yeah. Number three, debt. Increase the debt to an unsustainable level. That way, you're able to increase taxes and this will produce more poverty. Mm-hmm. Number four, gun control. Remove the ability to defend themselves from the government. That way, you're able to create a police state. Mm -hmm. Number five, welfare. Take control of every aspect of their lives, food, housing, and income. Number six, education. Take control of what people read and listen to. Take control Mm -hmm. of what Mm -hmm. children learn in school. Uh, Drag queen reading hour. Yep. Um, Religion. Remove the belief in the God from the government and schools number eight class welfare mm-hmm. divide the people yep. into the wealthy and the poor yep this will cause more disconnect yep. and it will be easier to take tax uh take or tax the wealthy with the support of the poor and so when we when we look at at everything that's happening, you know, I got a I got a notice in the email in my email this week because last in in 2020 I had to borrow mm-hmm. uh, emergency disaster relief loans from the Small Business Administration, okay. the yeah. EIDL. Yeah, and I did so for two of my businesses. Okay. Well, one of the one of those I've been paying on a regular basis. The other one I've been deferring. Okay. And it's like you know three point five percent for 30 years or whatever it is um and i got a notice in the email that said congratulations you've qualified for an increased amount on your original application Mm. just uh send us and i didn't inquire about this i didn't ask for it i didn't say i need it i didn't you know which right now i don't need it i'm getting back to the place where i can start to pay for stuff again if inflation doesn't keep you know stripping it away from me um but I didn't ask for the loan yeah. for this new increased amount. I did not reply to it. And several days after I received that, I received another email that said, yeah. congratulations. <laughs> uh, your loan that, is, uh, has, is, uh, that you've been deferring payments on, the deferment period has been extended 24 months. Yeah. yeah. Well, deferment's yeah. not without interest. No. No. Right. And so, you know, I'm accruing 3.5% yeah, interest a yeah, year. annually. And, yeah. and so, you know, when, we, when they talk about poverty 
and debt. We look at what the government did. They used health care yes. to steal people's property and their livelihoods. Yeah. They told one group of people, you're essential, and another group of people, you're not essential. Yeah. So when we look at Saul Alinsky and his class warfare, yeah. that's one way that he did that. They used health care to mm-hmm. do that. They used welfare and debt to do that. They forced people into poverty. Yep. Uh, if you look at the gun control things they're trying to do right now, yep. very, very scary, very frightening what they're trying to yep. do with gun control. Yep. Education, well, we don't even have to talk about that. I mean, that's talking about itself. Mm-hmm. You know, they're, they're uh, now taking parents and calling them, you know, uh, uh, domestic terrorists if they go and they oppose the woke and broke ideology. Or you don't need to the, know. Uh, yeah, they're the, encouraging their children to change gender and they don't need to tell the parents. Well, and then facilitating it. Yeah, allowing yeah, them, yeah, you know, giving yeah, them access yeah. to the resources by, yeah. by bringing Planned Parenthood into the schools. Yeah. To then tell them, oh, Sister Sally and yeah. Brother Joey, yeah. you can just drop by the clinic on your walk home yeah. and we'll pump you up with whatever hormones you need, you know, to help you feel better. Yeah. You know, yeah. so so that's where the argument about evil comes in, because because really this is when they talk about when they talk about reset, the great reset. Yeah. Right. Which Justin Trudeau is one of the folks credited with actually calling it what it was yeah. and being he's proud a very about stupid it person he's yeah a very stupid person well you know he he uh see you just derailed me because i'm like man ah! she's she's <laughs> she's throwing she's throwing stupid at me again she, she just threw it right back in my face Sorry. You're, you're you're like teflon <laughs> I try to like Try, no, try and throw the I argument and just very, slides right I, off. I have a very, stupid. very, because, <laughs> you know, I, I, I promised myself years ago, years and years and years ago, this goes back almost 40 years, I read this thing that said, big people talk about big issues, mm-hmm. small people talk about others. About pork? No, just small people, Unicorns. small-minded people, and I don't want to get myself to the position where I'm whining about Justin Trudeau, or I'm whining about Joe Biden, or I'm whining about the doctor or Rick Davis at the hospital. Mm-hmm. I'm always which looking, hospital is that? This one here. Oh, the the one in Soldotna. Uh, you know, I'm always looking at the, bigger issues. The Central issues. Peninsula Hospital. The Central that Peninsula. Rick Davis. Yeah. The one who you know? we wish would leave. Well, I guess it would yeah. be nice if he left. You know? Because I think, I always think these things are bigger than just the individual. And I think we get distracted and they'd love us. And Saul Alinsky was one of the worst ones because he wrote that list and everybody's running around with the list, you mm-hmm. know, like, like this. And as though you got the list in your hand, it's going to solve the problems. It's not. He just called it for what it was. What? Saul just listed out yeah, what he it just, was. Yeah, he, he just, did. He's just but, like, but, here's, here's the cards we have, and there's nothing you can do, do about it. But do you know it. how many conservatives run around, show you the list, and go, oh, I've done my job for the day? No, you <laughs> haven't. You haven't done your job. Have you squeezed a unicorn lately? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that's what irritates me about this, is because we, you know, so Justin Trudeau used the word reset. So he had a group of, I have another person. Oh, look at the list of people that went to the World Economic Forum, and, and they're going to be future leaders. Well, every business in the world does that. You know that. It's called recruiting. Mm-hmm. And it's called conditioning. And my daughter's in one of those programs that she's being recruited. She's being recruited. In her company to be a leader. Does the CIA know that you're her mother? No, because it's got nothing to do with CIA. It's, a, it's an internal business thing. But, right. but com- I'm using quote marks. An internal, <laughs> internal business. business. Uh, it's the company. But, but, but business, government will do the same. You don't think, excuse me, you don't think that Nick Begich was recruited by, by Don Young's organization? Oh, no, I totally believe that that's what happened. 
That's exactly like, what happened. I, I mean, uh, it's so transparent. Do you think... You know, he walked you, into the shop when Don Young gave me COVID, and he was like, hey, I'm with Don Young. Yeah, he's like, do hey, you, Nick, what's are you, up? Are you trying to tell me And that, then the next time he walks yeah. into my shop, he's walking in with Don Young's chief of staff. It's like, yeah. hmm, curious. Yeah. <laughs> are you telling me that Kelly Shabaka has not been recruited by people? Oh, no, she's been recruited. She's uh, been recruited. So, so why do we then go off the rails when we come up with a list that said that Justin Trudeau went to a meeting with Macron from France and all these people? Big deal. Mm-hmm. Seriously, big deal. Get a life. Learn why they do that. That happens all over be, the world. Be involved in your local political exactly. scene. Exactly. If you want to, and, wa- and we made yeah. we made this argument exactly. before is is that Hollywood and the yep. mainstream media and the the powerful elite they like to keep everybody fixated on what they're doing for a couple of reasons. They like the juice they get off of exactly. it exactly because it makes them feel important. <laughs> but they also. They also know that when they do that, we won't pay attention to the things that we really have control over at home. Exactly. And if we controlled the things at home where the true power resides is in the people at the smallest level of government, that that trickles up into control at the higher levels of government. Isn't that what? And it's not the other way around. What does Anne do? She says, speak. Speak, Jason. Speak. You're speaking (laughs) truth here. Truth, Jason. Truth. It's right. You're yeah. right. And that's where we need to bring it back. And these discussions that we have are wonderful. We sit and we talk. But I get so frustrated. I, you know, people come up and show me a list. Look what I found. I go, well, who cares? <laughs> like, who Careful, cares? Careful. You're going to sound like somebody else. <laughs> I'm not going to say their name. <laughs> but <laughs> Why do you matter? I've been doing this for 30 years. Oh, yeah. You're brand new. <laughs> Take a back seat and listen to what but, I have to say. You know, right now they're looking for people to go on the HEA board. Mm-hmm. There's, they've sent out this. Um, you filed your application? No. No? Because I don't, I don't. You don't use power? No, I won't. No, I wanna, because I, we yeah. are the enlightened but there's few a lot of it, using but, unicorns. No, there's a whole group of people. I My point is, is I, I want to look to that younger generation, and I look at people... F- 55 yeah, because, and below because we know that the, the the boomers are as good as dead exactly <laughs> i'm igno- i'm not acknowledging that i'm acknowledging that we have messed uh, up i love the boomers some of my favorite people are boomers your father was so yeah, his, yeah, his yeah, mother and, and so you better and love him you and uh <laughs> like i said mr morin and mr yeah. bird and yeah you know great great but uh, it's, it's now inspiring time. people okay it's now time you pick up the reins, you, your generation. Can't we just my- let them grow to the ancient age of like Nancy Pelosi? No, because they're they're going to cause even more trouble. Let them drop their dentures while gonna, they're no, just they're going to cause even because you'll end up with Nancy Pelosi's in power. <laughs> Do you really want more Nancy Pelosi's? Well, I, I'm sort of starting to get used to Nancy Pelosi. <laughs> it's like nothing oh shocks Lord. me anytime she's <laughs> oh, on the camera. Heavens. It's like, oh look, there's crazy again. It's kind of like having a dog that just pees in the house all the time, and after a while, <laughs> you just trained, accept it. You're just like, whatever. Oh look, more pee on the carpet. <laughs> You'll get used to the smell. You'll it's go like nose blind. Nancy Pelosi, she makes no sense whatsoever and she like waves her hands and blinks her eyes and I'm going, What was that? And she's relatively Well, Disney's gotten really good at the animatronics. <laughs> you know? That's she's she it's actually not really Nancy Pelosi. She passed like ten years ago. Sure. They took the Nancy Pelosi out of the uh what was the small world the exhibit. Small world, yeah. Right. It's a small and that's world that's after. a Nancy Pelosi. No. Now it just makes oh, these sort of strange herky jerky <laughs> movements and says a couple of like uh, lines that you know sort of refer but, to. But politics. you know, you say to me it's evil. Okay, if this person truly was, if all four wheels 
on Nancy Pelosi touched the ground? Why would she have done to her what she's had done to her, the plastic surgery, in which she looks like a mockery of an older human being? <laughs> a gross character, uh, characterization. Yeah, right? you know, if these people... No, Caricature, really, that's if, what if I was looking for. If they were truly evil with intent and had intelligence, they would not let this be done to them. Because well, you just got to look at a photo and she's just she's just remaking herself in some image of what she think she needs to be so so listen to what wokopedia has to oh, say dear. you know we, we oh. haven't jumped into wokopedia oh. today but uh i hope but it's a good is, one this is the wokopedia segment of um, uh useful idiot okay useful okay idiot. i can so, deal with that <laughs> so um so wokopedia in their in their woke way is um trying to distract from uh uh the connection of this statement to a prominent uh, founder of the communist okay. sort of uh, yes. movement. So they've, they've detached they've, the actual... They've, they've watered the, the, it down and thrown a little from. bit of like, uh, we're not sure this is where it came from, and there's not any real <laughs> evidence that this happened. But And we don't think it means that. Uh, no, no. So uh, so in... in uh, So it says, for other uses, see useful idiot disambiguation. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, in political jargon, a useful idiot is a derogatory term for a person perceived as propagandizing for a cause without fully comprehending the cause's goals and who is cynical or cynically used by the cause's leaders. The term was originally used during the Cold War to describe non-communists regarded as mm. susceptible to communist propaganda and manipulation. The term has often been attributed to Vladimir Ilyich Lenin. I added the Ilyich because Wikipedia has decided not to include uh, his middle name. Mm. Uh, but this attribution has not been substantiated. So they're saying it, that it, the attribution it, to Lenin has not been substantiated. So, it, so it, and essentially it started during the Cold War, which is what? Post-World well, War II. And, and it and, happened and magically. Magically and didn't come out of it, it was, communist. You know, the other thing we have not talked about today, we've talked about other mythical creatures. We might as well talk about leprechauns. We were very close to St. Patty's Day. Oh. You know, and, and we know that the most famous leprechaun of all has made magically delicious breakfast cereal. Right, oh, Lucky Charms. Uh, yeah, I don't do that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. you yeah. don't do the Lucky Charms? I don't do okay, cereal. Okay, well. Well, I'm pretty sure that, uh, that, that the Lucky Charms leprechaun was the one who coined the phrase useful idiots because Wikipedia tells us we cannot substantiate Vladimir Ilyich Lenin did. And it would make sense because now that we know that unicorns exist and that they are our hope for the future, why not leprechauns? I don't know. <laughs> I'd rather use uh, Lucky Charms. The Lucky Charms. Because, because it, he exists they are, at least, he, and they he, are magically yeah, delicious. They are magic, and they've been around, and we know the origin, and we know that what it's going to produce. So, so let's go back I mean, to our original thought uh, uh, concept. How do you get Lucky Charms? What do you mean? Do you have to plant Lucky Charm seeds? No, the leprechaun brings them. The leprechaun. Come on, <laughs> Come on. like those are just those are ridiculous questions. <laughs> the leprechaun brings them. Of course, he does. You don't watch the I mean, commercials. You know Santa can't just like only work one night of the week. He's got to have a side hustle. You know Santa's Uber is what brings the Lucky Charms. He actually transports. You know the the the, yeah. the leprechaun calls Santa, yeah. says Yo Santa, yeah, it's time to deliver the Lucky Charms. Mm -hmm. Yeah, right? and so he just catches. No, he's a, got his own. He's got his own shtick. Uber. 
He's got his own shtick. Well, if it's a <laughs> shtick, that would be called a shillelagh. <laughs> well, that's what. The... <laughs> and, and it's pronounced stick. <laughs> no, shtick. S C H. No, the shillelagh. 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 Yes, we. Sh- you know, we are probably if we keep going the direction that uh, the leftists would like us to go, we will all be crafting our own shillelagh soon. And and we can call it, you know, we're going, well, I can call it. I'm going back to my roots. Firewood? Is that what we're going to be? No, 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 no. The shillelagh is, is the personal defense weapon of the uh, of the, the Scotsman and the, the Irishman. You know, they weren't allowed to have swords and things. So they threw rocks and hit people with sticks with giant knots on the end of them. You know, mm-hmm. a shillelagh. Yeah. I actually had a shillelagh when I worked out in the bush because the state wouldn't let me carry a firearm. And, uh, really? So I created a fish bunker. All right, I found this. I found this. Uh, so, this I found this this limb, this spruce limb that was probably I don't know a good uh, two and a half feet long, and it had a large burl on it, and it had washed up on the beach. And I I lopped off the one end of the burl, mm-hmm. and then I stripped the whole thing, peeled it, and uh, let it dry out, and then I shellacked it. So I had a shellacked shillelagh, and. Uh, I put a little uh, a, a little um, uh, piece of paracord yeah. through the yeah. end of it so I could loop mm-hmm. it around my wrist so I wouldn't drop my shillelagh while yeah. I was bonking yeah. fish. But yeah. see, when I would go to villages to work, oftentimes bad things would happen. People would chase me and, yeah. and be grumpy, and I couldn't carry... A gun, so I. See, I'm I still took stuck my, on that part. I took the, my the, I took the, my fishing pole and my shillelagh with yeah. me, my my fish bonker, yeah. and pepper spray and tasers are outlawed yeah, too. Yeah, I couldn't do that either. Yeah, so that, I'm still stuck on that far that part that they would. I like the first word the, better. <laughs> yeah. I just saw an explanation. There's a lady that has fart on her F A R T on her license plate, and she actually went to court and to keep it, and she kept it because she made up. Uh, an friends, acronym yeah friends of the area friends are really tasty yeah no, or whatever <laughs> and and she 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 got a group of people together and they joined this group they lobbied for the fart they lo- plate they, yeah, the, for the <laughs> fart plate and she has been allowed to keep the fart plate and it's hilarious because there's actually fa- about 15 to 20 people show up once every few months for an association this, meeting yeah for this association <laughs> meeting so again that shows you the ridiculous of bureaucrats the ridiculous of bureaucrats i think it's pretty Pronounced bureaucrats, bureaucrats, B E E R, bureaucrats. No. You know, many beer drinkers. No, they're just part of the stupid. Okay, quite frankly. So, um, other things in the news. Uh, I guess we're still at war with uh, Ukraine. Did you see that? Well, they're at war with Russia. Well, no, it, Russia. it sounds like we're at war with them because we're no. basically pushing them into a corner. Yeah. And if you listen, if you ever read any of Sung Su. No. Well, Sung Su wrote a yeah. book called The Art, the Art of War. Art of War, yes. And he yeah. was a he was a he was a, a a warrior philosopher. Yeah, Chinese. Chinese. So, they should know. They've been doing it the longest. Yep. And um and writing about it. Yep. So, um he basically says in one of his proverbs mm-hmm. that uh never paint your cor- your enemy into, into a, a corner, corner because they will fight like a mad animal. They will fight to the death, and they will fight so ferociously that you will you may win, but your losses will be so great that it will not be a win. Well, the, the, and that you 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 have to actually, and he called it, you have to create 
a golden bridge across which they can retreat. Mm -hmm. Something so shiny and attractive that they just back off and they step down and they they just relinquish the field. But if you put them in a corner that that you, there's only one outcome that will that will never happen my understanding is that will never happen in the ukraine because of the history of the ukraine uh, putin lied when he said the ukraine was always part of russia it wasn't the ukraine is a separate i did not realize this did you realize that the oh you know like some languages are really similar. Mm-hmm. You know, like Spanish and Portuguese are sort of similar. That right. if you're really well read in one, you can kind of figure the other one out. You take a little bit of language. Uh, Russian and Ukrainian. They have a root. Russian and Ukrainian are not. They're not the same root. And they're not even uh, they're not even written with the same uh, alphabet. One's Cyrillic and the other's something else. Greek or something. I don't know. I'm, I'm not, uh, even though my family, my mother's family my mother was born well, I, in the ukraine i'm pretty too. sure the Ukra- ukraine is is uh, mostly uh, jewish and orthodox yeah and orthodox christian yeah from it, from uh istanbul or yeah. constantinople and what's hilarious is they're using uh read a blog of a lady who has family she was ukrainian she has family back there and she said they're using they're using this ukrainian term which is which essentially is loaf of bread Right. As a code word, because Russians cannot pronounce it. <laughs> right. You ca- they cannot pronounce it. So they've got this word spread out there that they want to pass or something. And they're saying, OK, well, what? And, and if they know, they know right away. Yeah, tell us what the tr- traditional loaf of bread is. Yeah. And, they, and the Russian they, tries they to can. say it and goes, so, uh, Washington. Yeah. So it's not like the North and the South. It's not like they were all Americans and they just had sort of uh, economic, philosophic sort of difference about... Uh, um, you know, slavery or whatever, which is a huge thing. I'm not saying that, but it's not like you've got the Russians and the Ukrainians are arguing about, well, gee, you're just not treating us right and we want more land. I mean, there truly are different people. So from the minute Russia invaded, they backed the Ukrainians into a corner. There's nothing they can do. All that the Ukraine, the, from what I've read, the uh, Russia is going to have to destroy them or leave, one or the other. It's not going to be this... Any negotiated piece is going to blow up because the last time it blew up was 2014. So it's been not seven years. So if they have some kind of negotiated piece, it'll be it'll blow up again in another seven, eight, ten years. You know, and if you look at when the uh, Soviet Union fell, which was 89 or 90. So from 90 to 2014, that was when they had the Maidan. M-A-I-D-A-N. Revolution. The revolution. So it was like 10, 12 years. So Sun Tzu is right, but there's a lot more going on than people understand. But our but our own our own government, you know. Remember remember what was happening. Um, oh, what's that guy's name? Um, he worked with a Ukrainian oil company and some oligarchs. I think it was called Burisma. Okay, yeah. And oh, there was this, oh, this oh, American Biden, this Biden. American guy. Yeah, Biden. Uh, what's his name? Yeah. Hunter. Hunter Biden. Right, Hunter yeah. Biden was working yeah. with Burisma, yeah. which was under investigation for a number of things. And, under and President under Trump Zelensky, got blamed? No, no, under Zelensky's <laughs> administration, they initiated an investigation into Burisma because what did Zelensky say when he took office he was working to address the corruption in Ukraine 
even his uh, his yeah. his uh, comedy. His his. Uh, have you watched Man of the People? No. Oh my gosh, you have to watch oh, it. Oh really? It, it was. His... I don't know if it's still on Netflix or not, but we watched it when Katerina, mm-hmm. um, our our Ukrainian exchange student, was here. Okay, so it's about and his. It's well, he ran. He had this comedy that was called Man of the People, and the whole idea was he was a, a history yeah. uh, teacher, and. He he went off the rails about the corruption in Ukraine one day, mm. and one of his kids was videotaping him on his phone, and posted it to YouTube, and it went viral. Okay, and then all sorts of people started saying, "I'd vote for him for yeah. president." Yeah, and so he walks in one day, and and he's like, "They said you should run for president." He's like, "No, no, no, I would never do that." And you know, he tries to play it off, and and uh, one of the kids says, "Well, my mom would vote for you." They said they would. And he's like, "Really?" And then another one says, "Mine too." And then another one says, "Mine too." And he's like. How many of your parents said they would vote for me? And the entire classroom raises it, yeah, their hands. Yeah. And he's like, uh-oh. Yeah. Then he gets called aside by the administrator. Yeah. And he gets in trouble for criticizing the government. Yeah. Because it's gone viral. Like yeah. like 3 million people or 4 million mm-hmm. people have seen it. Mm-hmm. And um, so the whole story unfolds. He, he wakes up one morning and there's Secret Service, Ukrainian Secret Service, waiting at his door and says, essentially, good morning, Mr. President. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. And he becomes the president. Yeah. Yeah. And he didn't really run a campaign. He just had one post on mm-hmm. YouTube. Well, that was the whole premise of the show. And then the rest of it is about him yeah. taking all the corruption out of Ukraine. So when he ran for president later, that was his platform. He says, you know, all that stuff that you saw in the show, it needs to happen. Yeah. And I'm convinced. Yeah. And I will do this. Mm-hmm. And so when he became the president, what did he do? He starts unraveling all of these established oligarchies and and all these all these transnational corporate figures that are Ukrainian but control Ukraine through its industry. Yes. Yep. Burisma being one of them. Mm-hmm. And Hunter Biden and Joe What's his name? The the resident in the White House? Yeah. Um, I can't remember. You know. The, President the, Jill. The, the, the President Jill. President Jill. Yes. President Jill. Actually, President Jill's husband. President Jill's husband. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, the thing. The thing. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, so when Biden was uh, vice president, you know, he calls up and says, yeah. stop investigating yeah. my son in Burisma yeah. or you don't get the money. Yeah. And there was like a yeah. billion dollars or some crazy yeah. amount of money yeah. that they were going to give yeah. Ukraine. And and lo and behold, they fired the prosecutor who was investigating him. Mm-hmm. So now let's fast forward. Yeah. So Zelensky gets in and President Trump says, hey, I like what you're doing. Yeah. They have this conversation. Immediately, they try to conflate it into, into Russia, Russia, Russia. Yeah. And they have congressional hearings about what he didn't didn't say and you're still and, going on and this this colonel this colonel that was best friends with uh one of the democrats um like dating their daughter or something was mm. the whistleblower oh what's his name who was on the inside circle of yeah he got fired by trump by and he's, trump. he's yeah. back now in um, yeah imagine he's that. back in power imagine that Can so you imagine so 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 then they they do all this stuff right well now putin is invading mm-hmm. and what's he doing he's trying to depose he's trying to throw down Zelensky well he wants the Ukraine back he wants Ukraine he wants the Ukraine he back. wants the resources but yeah. he's also deeply connected with all of these mm-hmm. these uh, oligarchs and so the oligarchs have always had this kind of relationship with Russia mm-hmm. 
And that's why the people of Ukraine wanted a different government was because they Ukraine, even though it had won its freedom, hadn't really no, won its it was, freedom. It was not really free Because yet. all those folks that yeah. had been high in the government under communists just turned into oligarchs. Right. No, he just gave them the businesses right. is what he did. Right, right. And, yeah. so, and that's all they So are. you had two two different governing systems yeah. competing in mm-hmm. the space of a nation yeah. of 40 million people. Yeah. You have the Ukrainian government uh, that the people have elected, and then you have the oligarchs. And the yeah. oligarchs being captains of industry, yeah. controlling everything yeah. through their money and influence, yeah. Yeah. basically neutering the government and tying their yeah. hands and but the government started getting enough traction as soon as joe biden gets into office yeah. putin starts playing games again yeah. remember the first time when they when they when they invaded crimea who was in charge then oh that was uh, obama that was barack obama barack and Ob- joe and he, and he let the, he let them have it right they let him and and he katarina was here katarina yeah. was yeah. here and we were talking about yeah. that while she was here yeah. and um you know so well, he wanted he wanted a port on the is the, it the baltic the black, or the black, black sea black, the black sea, sea he port. wanted a port yeah and he got it and they and and it just oh, and, emboldened and they, him and, and they said that's all we want that's all we no, want no. we, we don't we don't have said? any we don't have any aspirations when, for anything further when chamberlain let Remember, he had the meeting and yeah, he came back and he said, we have peace a, in our time. Right. And then, he, uh, you know, Hitler said, yeah, we just want this. Okay. And then they invo- invaded Poland, what, within five or six months. Right. And then Poland wasn't enough and it just got more and more and more. Well, and, and for those of you who are into audiobooks and reading mm-hmm. and stuff, if you've not read Machiavelli, mm-hmm. you need to read Machiavelli. Machiavelli uh, wrote a allegory. Uh, called The Prince. Mm. And The Prince talks about, um, I had to read it when I was studying politics, but it, it, it basically becomes the premise for what Hitler did in his relationships with Russia, mm-hmm. where basically you make alliances that are beneficial until they're not. And you don't let morality or duty or anything um, stop you from stabbing your ally in the back just as soon as you can get well, an advantage for doing that. I mean, that. America's the same. And what, you tell people, tell anyone today, ask them who the allies were, the, the allies during, America's allies during World War II. Right. Russia. Right. Russia was one of them. Right. How does that work? And, and weren't they allying with China too? Or are they having a non-aggression with China? Because they were going after Japan. And Japan and China are not friendly. But you also have to look at who the presidents were. Well, they're, they're, the, the Democrats are very good at doing something. Well, and that's getting us into wars. Well, and Donald Trump, if you look at nothing else that he did. No, there was no war. There was, there was even no, no aggression. War, no aggression, but there was more security yes. than yeah. we've enjoyed for a long, no. long time. No, and, and I, I... He got he got North Korea to, to, to meet and to back, back down. And to to stop shooting missiles over mm-hmm. over uh, mm-hmm. uh, Japan, mm-hmm. you know he he ended the Iran the, the Iran deal. You know? He he got the the Egyptians and a whole bunch of those folks well, on the, the same the page. Abraham Accords right alone, and nobody ever talks about that right. And I don't even know if they're trying to back off on that. Can they back? I'm going to have to look that up. I don't know. I don't know if you can back you know, off. Uh, of put the put the embassy in Jerusalem. Put you the know. embassy in Jerusalem. Everybody talk about everybody it said that they supported that, but they would never do it. He did it. He did it. You know, so so you look at, you know, power through strength without having to go in and pretend to be the strong man by letting American soldiers die on a foreign field. Well, See, he, the Democrats, they don't have any real plan. Their no. plan is just 
keep everybody looking at the shiny thing in the right hand and with the left hand exactly you know yeah. pr- move their agenda forward president trump at all expense yeah. president trump was only the one of the only presidents that i've followed and listened to within the last 30 40 years that actually did what he said right he he was he he wasn't I, when i talked about you know conservatives look at all the stuff democrats do the same Democrats look at all the the problems and want to criticize people, but they never do anything. I saw President Trump come in, and he was a man that did stuff. Well, why don't we build a wall? Well, why don't we make them pay for NATO? Why don't we make the UN pay its own way? Why don't why, we why, make Mexico pay for building the wall? Exactly. Why don't we? Why? And and people would laugh. Stay at in him. Mexico. You that know, was you, a policy. You watch it. You watch the UN. Uh, uh, General assembly. assembly when he was there and he, he gave his speech and the Germans are chuckling behind his hands when he said, you know, you're going to be dependent on Russian oil and you're going to be paying this. He said that gas will, would be $7. Well, and it's reached well, $7. He also said <laughs> that the barrel of oil is going to reach 200 which is terrifying. Oh, by the way, yeah. Juno doesn't seem to think that we need our full PFDs. Oh, really? So the the... You know, they, 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 there are still folks down there who are promoting this idea of the percentage of monetary value and that that uh, part of the people's percent needs to go to uh, the government, even though the government gets the lion's share of things already. Uh, you know, it's just more gradual. As, do, as to do they listen to the words that come out of their mouth? I mean, really, do they do you? You were there. I've never been there. I mean, I've met occasionally some of them, and they say idiotic. Even the conservative ones say things that I want to say to them. Did you just hear what you said? Like, oh, oh they, they, they know exactly from, from what they're Peter, doing. From Peter Michicki, who oh, oh, almost eight, six years ago told me, when, he, when I asked about the gas pipeline, and I said, you don't think the environmentalists are going to fight that tooth and nail, and it's not been addressed? And he said, well, it's a different petroleum product. <laughs> And I, I looked up, I went and I actually, um, Larry Persley did a wonderful series, if anybody ever wants to look up, when I, this is why I think the the gas pipeline will never go ahead. Mm-hmm. He did a wonderful series of articles on exactly what it took to build that pipeline from right. the North Slope to here. And it's probably 10 to 12 articles and it's many, many pages. And he went through the the building pads, the hundreds of acres, how many rivers it's going to cross. And I, I looked that up. I read it. And I went to Peter Michicki and I said, have you read this? You really think that the environmentalists, it's a different petroleum product. And I, I thought... Do, do you like listen to yourself? Well, I, I don't know if the I don't know if the environmentalists have changed much since the seventies. Um, they've gotten 70s. more more powerful. Oh. But in the seventies, if you if you think back to Jimmy Carter, yeah, Jimmy Carter uh, was basically. I mean, Joe Biden's really trying really hard to emulate Jimmy Carter at this point with the economy and with his foreign policy blunders. Oh, he did, and, he's done better and, than Jimmy Carter. <laughs> well, he's much better than Jimmy. Yeah, well, well, Jimmy Carter, Jimmy Carter basically um, put us in a position where uh, there was the OPEC oil embargo. There were, there were lines. Do you remember wasn't lines? There, and, I wasn't and here rationing? at the time, but I remember from Canada, you know, the so, lines and the rationing. So, and, so I was too yeah, young to remember yeah, it, yeah. but I read about it yeah. and, and I saw videos on it and some archive footage and things. So, so wasn't so, that the time though too? But, but, um, but this is, this is concerning the pipeline. Okay. The environmentalists had shut the pipeline down. 
Oh, I didn't the, know the that. Pipeline, the pipeline was ready to roll. Yeah. They had all the equipment and everything stationed and staged uh. up in Fairbanks that they needed. Uh-huh. And the environmentalists had effectively shut down the pipeline. The pipeline. But what happened yeah. was when the OPEC oil embargo rolled through. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It's kind of like that idea that there are no atheists in foxholes. Yeah, that's true. Right? Yeah. Well, it's great and comfortable to be an environmentalist when your fuel is $2 a gallon in our today's dollars, yeah. you know. Or back then, fifty cents a gallon, or whatever yeah. it was. Yeah. Um, it, it's it's you know from your armchair, you can be a very very outspoken environmentalist because cheap abundant energy makes life easy, mm-hmm. and you can have all these high ideals and things. But it goes back to unicorns and sugar seeds, right? Yeah. The the idea is that is that there is no connection to reality with yeah. that position, that mm-hmm. dogmatic environmentalist position. And what happened mm-hmm. was under the the pressure cooker that was the OPEC oil embargo. Yeah, they, they opened it up. That it hurt people so profoundly yeah. in their pocketbooks yeah. that they opened up Anwar, or not Anwar, but the, the slope, and they, they approved the pipeline, mm-hmm. and it was built in record time. And the reason it was built in record time is because everything necessary to build that pipeline mm-hmm. had been sitting on, on pads in Fairbanks. They were turning, I heard that they were turning over Actually, I think I read this in Daniel Jurgen's book, The Prize. It's been a long time since I read it. But if you want a fascinating read, it's written in sort of a, a novel style, but it's, it's, a, it's a history of uh, the, the development of hydrocarbons and petrochemicals okay. and uh, petroleum products from the Civil War all the way up to the first Gulf War. And uh, he won a, a Pulitzer Prize, but he talks about um, the development of Alaska's North Slope in there. And I, I do believe that this is where that came from. But he says he 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 said that that it was they had all the the tractors, all the cats and excavators and bulldozers, all all the stuff they needed, right, to to start building the pipeline, all sitting in yards in Fairbanks. And for three years, I think it was three years, they had a crew of folks whose sole job mm-hmm. was, was to run that equipment. Yeah. All through the winter, yeah. and that all those all those uh, all those tractors were running nonstop yeah. mm-hmm. through the winter, so that the yeah. second that the legislation was approved, yeah. that they could hit the go button, and there wouldn't yeah. be any mechanical failures. Because mm. if you leave equipment like that yeah. in the cold, you can't. Yeah. It gets ruined. Yeah, if you're not constantly cycling yeah. the oil and yeah. maintaining them mm-hmm. and stuff. Mm-hmm. And so, so when we look to our situation today, mm-hmm. right? I see a similar. I sense a similar dynamic uh, approaching. And that is one in which, um, you know, a lot of people don't understand. It's like 40% of, of the food in Europe is produced in Ukraine. Yeah. 40%. Yep. 40%. Yep. There, It's the bread yep. basket yep. Yep. for that part of the world. It's like the American Midwest. Yes. Yep. Uh, the other thing that, that people don't understand is something like 13%. Of all the fertilizer produced oh, is, is, in the world is from the Ukraine is too? from Ukraine. Okay, right. So so now you go in and you gut those industries, mm-hmm. or you you at least severely disrupt their mm-hmm. production capabilities for a couple years, mm-hmm. and this has vast global implications that that create and then and then you do like what what we've done with the sanctions, yeah, where you just basically shut down one of the world's largest economies, mm-hmm. Russia is a huge economy. Mm-hmm. And you say, you don't get to play in the sandbox anymore. And all those investments and all those investors and all that cash uh, and all the turmoil and everything, it, it creates the perfect storm to be like the OPEC oil embargo. 
And so, um, you know, we have a fertilizer plant right here in Nikiski that has been mothballed. At one point, and I, I may be misquoting this, but I know that they were making fertilizer yeah, from natural can, gas, yeah. and they were producing something like 12%. Okay. I don't know if it was national supply or, or world supply. Probably it was national. A massive, Probably national. It was a massive yeah. amount. But yeah. in a world where shortage uh, exists, all the aspirational jargon and language of, of the rabid environmentalists fades and withers when they can't get to work, when they can't buy groceries, when they can't get their kids to school or back from school, when they can't afford yeah. the doctor's bill, when they can't pay their they, rent, you know, all that stuff. That, that, yeah. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't think we're in the same situation. It's really nice, but I think we've got a larger population. I, I think the demographics have changed. I don't think we're back so in the 70s anymore. So that was the question. Anymore. Do we have, are the environmentalists of the 70s like the environmentalists no. today? No, they're not. They're very isolated. I think they live in ivory towers. I think they're protected because these tend to be the daughters and sons of multimillionaires. Okay. And they're the, going to be the last people that find... Feel the squeeze. Uh, that feel the squeeze. Okay. And I think that we're, we're much more isolated in our, our, our smaller communities I think we feel the effects much more than they're going to, and they're going to be protected. Just look at the people that look that, you know, I was talking to your son today and he's, ah, I'm, I've got this new hobby. I'm doing this 3d modeling. Right. And I went, well, like, and it was funny because there, there was this disconnect. I, well, what do you do with it? Well, I make 3d models. And I go, yeah, but what do you make in real life? Well, I make 3d models. I go, no, you're doing something digitally. Do you know what I'm saying? And that's not his fault. Right. He's this 12. Is, well, he's 12, <laughs> but this no, this is the world we live in. Right. You try to talk to somebody, and even I try to talk to my daughter. She's totally been brought up, and her whole work life has been done in a digital economy where everything is digital. She mm -hmm. cannot Exist explain without it. To, in simple levels unless you bring her way down. What she When does. she talks what about she reports. Makes. Well, she makes things, but she was talking about reports. And because it's like, and I was trying to get from her one day, like, where does it come from? Who collates it? And she didn't even get the question. Like, Whoa, she what, didn't even understand. Like, what does collate mean? <laughs> well, but, but she'd never, it, it, because everything they do is input automatically at the site. She, yeah. They walk around with a phone. Right. And they, and, Scan. and they put it all in. And so there's an algorithm that takes that information rather than the, the key punch operators. Right. They don't do that anymore. Right. When they all I like the sound effect, by the way. That oh. was awesome. It actually sounded like keys. Keys? Yeah. Because that's where I grew up. <laughs> I Actually, you know, our first, ty what, the first it, typewriter. Your word per minute. What was your, the highest oh, word I per minute no you could it do on really a typewriter? It wasn't really high, but it was like, I guess everybody got 50 or 60. You had to. You just had no choice. Yeah. You, you had no choice. But she didn't understand that the cause and effect that at one time you used to take your reports and drop them off in front of a person and they would input it. Mm -hmm. But everybody now from it's the, all an algorithm. From, from the operator to the guy that opens the door inputs the information that they're responsible for. And then she has the ability now to go. She's really so interesting. I can go and I can get this report and I get this report and get it done this way and get this way. And I was trying to say, well, like... <laughs> And she's, what happens when the EMP goes off, or we get the solar flare that fries all the uh, all the capacitors? I don't know, but uh, why companies is, like that that no longer collate the data yeah. and, and no longer have a, a breathing human that actually it, it, exactly compiles exactly. the data, so, pre prepares the report. 
So why is that any different than these environmentalists that don't understand that you truly need these things to run because they go live in their, they're called silos. We do, we, we develop people in what's called silos now. Right, right. Everything and they, they, they don't go outside that they column. They don't go outside that highly, column. Highly, uh, highly. highly fragmented, highly yeah. specialized. So, so think about it. These are people that their money Which comes, is another form of control. Exactly, but their money comes from these big companies. When when Jeff Bezos can give four hundred and fifty million dollars, when Mark Zuckerberg can give four hundred million dollars to one project, mm-hmm. and they all do that, Just they write a check. They write a check. I've the, got a project, by the way. I need a check for. Well, these it's, it's going to be between between three point five and five million dollars. Do you think these environmentalists ever worry where their money comes from? No. No. no, they don't. They don't. They don't. They're not like before. Where back then they had to go and knock on doors. Would you sign this petition? Would you give me ten bucks? No, they're getting hundred huge amounts of money. So no, I don't think from people who are making their living off of hydrocarbons. Yes, you look exactly. at Amazon and yeah. I mean, I just received an Amazon box today. Yep. You know, and uh, it had to be flown here. It was uh, three days ago. I ordered the items. Mm-hmm. It's actually for the podcast. Yep. So. You know, uh, mm-hmm. so we're we're feeding the Bezos monster. Yeah. Well, we all do. You know, but but so you said no, they're not the same environmentalists. I don't. I think the dynamics are different. They're funded differently. They're funded differently. They don't have as much care. They've got they. they it's become a religion. Well, it, when, to if them you now. Ha- if you have to, if you have to knock on doors, it's it's kind of like analogous to. It, your cucumber, right? You grow the cucumber in your backyard. And therefore... You, you, you plant yeah. the seed. Yeah. You watch the vine grow. Yeah. You water it. You make sure it's got the sunlight. Yeah. You get rid of the, 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 the weeds around it. Yeah. And then eventually you harvest it. And you go and you sit down and you cut it up. Yeah. And you taste yeah. that homegrown vegetable and the satisfaction is there because you've handled the process from the beginning from, from field to plate, right? So... So if I understand your argument, it makes sense to me that, you know, the, the environmentalists of the 60s and 70s, they were out there planting the seed. They were out there growing the vine. Yep. They were out there doing all the cultivation, yep. the harvesting. And then so they had a direct connection to the process, whereas now with the environmentalists today, they have George Soros and Jeff Bezos and Mark Zuckerberg funding it. They don't have to knock on doors. No. They don't have to cultivate. They don't have to. They don't have to live, breathe, and eat no. the uh, environmentalism. They can be detached from it in this very uh, elevated, elite way and make these these moralistic statements and positions that are founded on nothing well, you, in personal experience. Yes, you look at you, some of the biggest environmentalists in the world today are multimillionaire billionaires. You know, uh, Harry, Prince Harry, is a huge environmentalist. What does he know about anything to do with dirt or anything? Obviously, he's visited the unicorns. So, so why... I mean, you would change your perspective if you were able to see the unicorns, too. I, unfortunately... And, and to go back to the cucumber analogy, just but because I, I grow... But I don't want to go to Bangladesh. Yeah, but just because I grow a cucumber doesn't n- mean that I think that the world, uh, everyone should grow their own... Cu- I've had people like that say that to me. Well, you know, I grow my own garden. I do it. Big deal. So you grow <laughs> yeah. your own garden. Big deal. Wow, you are, you are uh, socially superior to me. No, I'm not. I'm not. I no, just, no, no. That's the response uh, no, to the person. Like, I just. Well, I grow my own well, food. It's like, well, well, great for you. I know where to go when the food runs out. Well, what do you do with the people living in in apartment buildings in Anchorage? I wait for them to come down here. 
you grow enough for for the, the, the there's several no, apartment no, no. complexes. No, no, no. We only grow about two percent of our food here in Alaska, and we yeah. never will grow more. We might grow a percentage not more, as but long, never a hundred. Not as long as the state, the federal government, keep all of the public lands tied up to where they can't be developed. That's a whole nother topic and a whole nother show. Exactly. You know, but that that's another form of control. You know, this yep. idea of property tax. What made America great? America it was great because it was the first time in history, really, that people could have private property ownership and accumulate wealth through that private property. And, and, the, and the, the Alaska Constitution says, and enjoy the benefits of their own industry. Well, they, they could take their, take their, their land, take their, 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 their property, and they could deploy it in a free market way and be industrious and generate pleasure and wealth and prosperity mm. from it and enjoy the fruits yes. of their labor. And but now, yeah. you just pay, don't pay your taxes on your property for a couple of years oh, and, and see what happens. Take it. Well, you, well, you don't own that. You no, didn't build that. No. Well, you've got people that live in cities that want to have all the benefits of the libraries and the public transportation system, and they want to have their... I had an argument with somebody the other day, but guys, should, they, should they should clear my road better with the snow. I'm going, you will pay more taxes? No. no, they just should do it the way no. I want it. Well, I'm sorry. I don't know how to deal with that. <laughs> yeah. It's either you go like bu- to... Go, go buy a road grader, bud. Well, you either like yeah. to complain a lot and you think you have power over everybody else. And it's not as though we're perfect. We're all, we all are failures. If you talk to anybody, we've all failed at something. And I, I, I don't get it where when it comes to governmental things, we want exceptional excellence, but we don't want to pay for it. And we when there's a failure, we won't say it's a human failure right right so and that's where you get into the high taxes well i think we've uh we've milked this unicorn all that it will give yeah and uh there's no more unicorn juice left in the show today no and and with (laughs) with don young gone i don't even know if we can he was a great one for unicorns yeah he brought the unicorns he brought lots of unicorns i mean they don't naturally occur in alaska they they have to be imported like basically everything else yeah so, and he's been bringing the unicorns so it's, home it's, it's for many, gonna, many years. It's going to be interesting to see if our new representative can bring unicorns. Yeah, yeah. So, so well, thank you for joining us, everybody. Next week, get ready. We're going to be using our <laughs> new equipment, and we'll have hopefully all four mics functioning, and we'll have zingers. Oh, you know, great. we'll have these these cool little pads where we'll be able to inject uh, Joe Biden into the conversation occasionally, and and uh, <laughs> maybe some idea bells and some oh, other fun things. Wow. That sounds but, fun. But uh, and the other thing to look forward to is we're going to also be able to start taking guests on the phone. Oh. So I'll be able to call up guests remotely. Those folks in. You know, around the country, it, it might be interesting that if we just start trying to find somebody in a different state every week, every week, we'll so we'll start with Washington, then go to Oregon and work on down the coast and then work over. Or maybe we should have a have a strategy where one week we get a West Coaster, mm-hmm. the next week we get an East, East Coaster, Coaster, and then we just work ourselves to the middle. That's a good idea. And and just yeah. invite them to be part of the conversation. Might get a lot of people hang up on you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, we have a deep well of uh, folks uh, through the social club who've come and visited well, us go. from all over yeah, the world. That's true. You should and, phone, start and phoning them. So, yeah. Yeah. So, anyway, well, thank you for joining us, everybody. Have a great week and keep your head up. Pray for Ukraine. Uh, pray for our leadership in the state. We have elections coming up. Pray for those who are running. If you have uh, seen a problem and think that it needs to be fixed, then really, seriously, consider running for office. And if you're going to run for office, and you have uh, conservative ideals, 
give us a call. We'd love to have you on the show and promote you uh, and hear your ideas. So have a great week, everybody. Peace out.